Welcome to The Dipshit Files, Episode 3. I am Mr. Scriptkeeper. And I'm Mrs. Scriptkeeper. And we've got ourselves a fun show for you today. Mm-hmm. We're going to explore two ladies who killed the fuck out of people. Yep, yep I guess they did. One of them is pretty well known, mm-hmm. and one of them is not well known at all. Nope. One of them make, had a whole bunch of movies made about her, mm-hmm. and she killed seven folks. Mm-hmm. One lady had zero people make a movie about her. Oh, maybe, no, no, no. Maybe there one. was one movie. Okay, one movie that nobody's ever heard of. Yeah. And she killed like 60 folks. Yeah. But she poisoned him, and so that's not as glamorous, perhaps, maybe. or maybe maybe it's evil. But it's way evil. It is ugly. All right, we'll discuss it more on this two-hour edition of the Dipshit Files. Dipshit Files go. Dipshit Files. Dipshit Files. Dipshit Files. All right, welcome to the Dipshit Files number three. Hello. I am Mr. Scriptkeeper, and that that little voice was Mrs. Scriptkeeper. (laughs) Hi, hi, hi. Hey, how are you? I am wonderful. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Happy Wednesday. Yes, hump day. Hump day. It's hump day. Well, fuck yeah, get to it. (laughs) Turn this off immediately and get to that, and then come back to this. But as you heard, we are talking about two ladies mm-hmm. that did some serial killing. Mm-hmm. And one of them was claimed to be the serial killer, the first ever female serial killer. That's the claim. But she was in also... The, in the U.S. In the U.S. Yeah. But she was also not. Right. So we're going to talk about that yeah. as well. I, I, I find this funny, and I'd like to know what they consider a serial killer. It seems to me if there was a man out there that was uh, excessively poisoning, I don't know, 50, 60 people, he right. would be considered, uh, maybe he's not a serial killer, maybe then he's a serial poisoner. I guess, but you're doing it with but the you're intent killing to kill. Exactly. All the other ways of killing are, are, well, you get to be a serial killer now. <laughs> right. That is kind of a weird double it's, standard, isn't it's it? It's a really weird thing, yeah. I've never once thought of that, and I feel like, how, I, I've never once thought of that. Well, how could I have? I'm a dude. I'm like, fuck yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's a poisoner. That doesn't count. That's cheating. Our first story is, it's the uh, supposed very first uh, official female serial killer where she killed seven men consecutively, I guess. uh, Serially. Yeah, serially. Right. Um, But she killed seven men. uh, And she is considered a serial killer. The next story is somebody who killed over 50 Jesus not that long of a period of time maybe 15 20 years and uh, not even on the serial killer list did she kill a bunch of dudes or or was it mixed did she kill it was children? mixed it, no it was uh, men and women Wow yeah interesting well so the names of the folk are Eileen Warnos mm-hmm. and Amy Dugan mm, yes that is correct and it's really Amy Dugan, Sister Archer Gilligan. <laughs> what a name. And that's a fucking great name. Yeah. The, well, the sister is a title, but yeah, right. which I find kind of funny. So Anyways. There's, so there's a lot of crazy shit in this one. There is. It's it's uh, fascinating to me. And we're going to do Eileen Warnos first because, right. of course, I am a, a psycho when it comes to research. And I really had to rein myself in when it came to this. There's a lot to this. This isn't a deep dive, but Monique <clears throat> right. deep dove herself into it. So it might just come out that way. Well, it's not. It's definitely. I can guarantee you there is a bunch of shit missing because I had to take there's a bunch a seven of stuff part. out. 19 hour podcast out there somewhere that you can find all the information on our life yeah yeah and there's a lot of stuff in here uh there's a lot of stuff i wanted to put in here 
but I don't want a three-hour podcast on right. one person. And I've never heard a single bit of that. I mean, when I worked for Time Suck, mm-hmm. Eileen Warnos came up, mm-hmm. but we never sucked that topic. Mm-hmm. Oh. We, we never... Okay. I, I think I did a preview at one point in The Secret Suck. Okay. And that's the closest that I ever got to... to researching anything about it. Oh, so you're going to learn some stuff. So I I have zero information other than I know there was a movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, Did you watch it? No. Oh, I I haven't seen the movie either. I've only heard the things about, you know, like how how much she looked like the character. I remember Charlize Theron Mm -hmm. was... uh, I think she won awards for how much she did to make herself look like the lady. And uh, that's all I know. And then she killed guys. And it was out of vengeance, right? It was out of... Uh, yes, yes, um, and no. Okay. It depends on which angle you take. Uh, well, I want to take the right angle, the correct one. Well, so lead us to that. That really depends. Okay, so are we ready? Want to so. dive in a bit? I do. This is dipshit number one. Dipshit number one. Eileen Carol Warnos was born Eileen Pittman, February 29th, 1956, in Michigan, USA, to Leo Dale Pittman and Diane Warnos. Mm. Leo Dale Pittman was diagnosed with schizophrenia. Uh, He was later convicted for raping a seven-year-old girl, and he committed suicide by hanging himself in prison January 30th, 1969. I want to say good Uh, at that last bit. Well, I, I wanted to throw in here, too, that Leo, her father, I think he was 17 or 18 years old, when uh, he impregnated Eileen's mom. Ah. And Eileen's mother was 14. Ah. Yeah, so she was 14 when she had her. So uh, around the age of four, and and Eileen never really got to know her dad, know her dad at all. So around the age of four... uh, That's probably a good thing. Eileen's mother left her and her brother Keith with their grandparents, Lori and Britta Warnos, who eventually legally adopted them. Which is also probably a good thing. Yeah. So... For the sake of this story, instead of saying Eileen, and instead of saying Warno so many times, mm-hmm. everyone called Eileen Lee. Lee. Yes. So if I use the term Lee, I'm talking about Eileen. All right. Okay. Lee. So odds are I'm going to say Lee a lot just because that's how she was referenced in so many, uh, so much research material. This kind of experience can sometimes lead to what they call like an attachment disorder, which can hinder or even ruin someone's ability to form long-term relationships, which is kind of fascinating. Right. Um, that we're going we're gonna to address later is this on. Like disassociative identity disorder kind uh, of stuff. Or? Yeah, in in a lot of ways, there's. She was diagnosed with a lot of disorders. So mm, okay. <clears throat> well, there's a few in there. So, her grandparents were allegedly abusive and alcoholic, both. Uh, and they chose not to tell Eileen or Keith that they were adopted until they were 12 years old. Mm. So these children, Eileen grew up thinking that her grandmother was her mom. Mm. So it's it's kind of an interesting situation here. Now it's I, like that Pearl Jam song, except for the grandma instead don't, of don't call me dad. grandma. Don't no no, that's not that one. But that's I like that one better. Don't call me grandma. I said, oh, I'm still alive here. Oh, anyway, mm-hmm. I'm breaking the song. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Stupid dumb. Okay. Back, to, back to what you were saying that that was totally interesting and people were listening to. And then I totally <laughs> d- diverted the entire conversation because I'm a dumbass. Now, there's going to be a little bit of confusion in here because I'm trying to. In her early life, it's mm-hmm. very difficult to figure out what's real and what's not. Right. Eileen, at the very least, is a is a serial liar so 
Um, now, whether she's actually intentionally lying about things, it's really hard to say. Hmm. But Sociopathic her story, kinda. her stories never match, and they don't stay the same. So it's it's difficult to really discover what actually happened in her childhood. Um, so hmm. there's there's a lot of alleged stories, and the stories changed. Uh, not all of them, but a lot of them did. So according to Lori Grody, which is Eileen's aunt, mm -hmm. uh, and Lori and Britta's natural daughter who grew up with Eileen. So Eileen, oh, okay. yeah, it was like her sister aunt. Okay. Um, Lori, the dad, or uh, Eileen's grandpa, would take away the Christmas presents that um, Lee got whenever they arrived from her mother, Diane. He would mm. just take them away from her. And additionally, he also allegedly forced Eileen to watch him drown a cat. Sheesh. Which is terrible. That sounds that sounds unbelievable, though. Yeah. Like, hey, come here, kid. Right. Let, right. Me, let me show you something. And I saw you playing with dolls in there. Let me uh, let me drown this cat for you. Is that <laughs> similar to dolls? Do you feel Yikes. like uh, you want to drown cats for a living? I'm trying to help. Shit. I'm helping. Well, I I looked for proof that this stuff actually happened, and I had a very difficult. This is all hearsay. Sure. A very difficult time proving any of it. However. One thing was interesting. Lori, her grandpa, mm. died of carbon monoxide poisoning. Uh, and it was unclear whether it was intentional or not. And he did that in his son's garage. Mm. Uh, partially through Eileen's history of being a bad person. Mm. Okay. So, so it may have been Eileen. No, 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 oh. no, no, no. There's uh, mental health. How old was Eileen then? Like, I think she kid. was in her 20s, 22-ish oh. when he did that. Where was she? I think she was in Florida. Oh, well, probably not doing that then. Right. She wasn't in, she wasn't in Michigan. I don't know shit about so this anyways, story. <laughs> that's all right. Hey, I got another question from you. <laughs> this is where they sell peanuts up in the back. It's by right field. Well, uh, I've got, I got notes here for more information there and I just couldn't fill that space in. Okay. I looked and I just, until, unless I could pull up the death records and find out, but he died of carbon monoxide poisoning, which allegedly happened in the garage of his own son. So I'm assuming that he gassed himself in his car. Right. Right. So Yikes. anyway, um, and that's a long way to go. Isn't that doesn't take a long time to die that way? Uh, well, to die. Yes. Uh, and to, carbon monoxide poisoning, depending on how much carbon monoxide there is in the air, mm -hmm. it can be fairly quick. Oh, um, really? I do know there are lethal levels that happen fast. It can make you pass out. But not from a car like that, right? Not usually. Usually you end up with uh, nausea and potentially vomiting and a uh, headache. And you feel terrible because of everything else that's in the right. room. Yeah, you know, yeah. I right. mean, anybody I who's been who's been accidentally gassed because they're working on a car and they smell the fumes in the garage knows what that headache feels like. Totally. Or spent a lot of time on a racetrack or... Oh, I like that smell. I love that smell. I digressified you. I that's all right. I like the smell of petroleum petroleum products. products? Yes. Right. So, um, as I was saying, it's really difficult to take Eileen or Lee for her uh, on her word because she, some of the stories she told were just insane, and there's very little proof. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Mm. What would you say? Uh, Is she she like was one of the she, worst kind of liars. She has shown herself to be notoriously unreliable. Fine. Fair enough. Her grandfather was an alleged pedophile and sexually abused her from a young age. Um, ah. uh, but I found no evidence of that. So mm -hmm. there was no court. There was no cases. There it's was no to, police to, files. Yeah. I, and it's very difficult. I, I want to take her on her word. Sure. But she has a really bad track record of being a Honest. liar, liar, pants on. Right. Um, so That's why she's in the dipshit file. Yeah. 
That's partly why well, she's in the she films. also stated that she developed sexual relationships, a sexual relationship with her brother, Yikes. although her brother denies it. Well, she told many people this. I started at eleven. I see the older brother. Is that the deal? I believe so. Yeah, uh, yeah. He was born first. Okay. So and he denies it. He's like, I don't know what the fuck she's talking about, but. Right. You know, okay, yeah. so it's so hard to prove things. And it says that she, uh, I've researched that she began engaging in sexual activities in school, uh, and she exchanged drugs, food, smokes, that sort of thing for sexual favors. Uh, it began when she was eleven, around the time that she allegedly began being abused by her grandfather and having sex with her brother. Mm. Wow. Uh, however, it is there is proof she became pregnant at the age of fourteen. Uh, and they, her grandparents moved her to a home for unwed mothers, and then her baby was given up for adoption. Right. She never even got to hold her child. She gave birth to her child, and they gave it up for job, adoption, which is probably good for that baby. Yeah, yeah. But it it did nothing for Eileen's psyche. It I'm, really did I'm nothing sure did. for that. Yeah. Yeah, fuck. So... Now, so you're trying to set up the story that some of this came to her honestly. Well, she... It, it I'm sounds like it to me. She was horribly abused. Allegedly. 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 But at, at the very least was, you know... Yes, there was... The 14-year-old and the... But that was kind of the custom at the time. Right. Although uh, this was, wasn't that This ago. was in the 60s. Yeah. Late, late 50s, early 60s. Okay. Right. So um, now this is where things start... She's 14, and this is where children normally start, you know, pushing against. Kids start growing up a little bit, and they start pushing against authority. Well, if you've brought a life into the world, you're, you're, right. you've grown up real fast, yeah. So, the story of her pregnancy is one of the few pieces of her backstory that's been corroborated, which, you know, much like her past, is clouded with rumor right. and misremembering. This is that one and, spot where we yeah. can see the sky. Okay. So the many retellings of her origin story claim Warnus's brother Keith was the father of her child. Whoa. Yeah. From her mouth, <sighs> she says, but while that's possible, there's a more likely and equally troubling explanation. It the was other the, story the was Beagle. The, the other versions allege that it was her grandfather's friend. No. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, for the gene pool, right? But it's still awful. I mean, I don't. There's no fun. I'll shut up now. <laughs> well, Warnus there's no is, humor to be had in this story, wife. Way to pick it. I there. I feel I'm, terrible. I'm, I'm a fucking. <laughs> I'm part of the patriarchy. If I say anything, you are not. I'll just be over here, just being you a are piece not. of shit. So basically, uh, piece of shit. Warnos's best friend. Her name was Dawn Bodkins. Right. She heard a lot of, of these as, stories. As of course, it would be. Well, I say her name because I'm going to have to talk about her oh, a little bit. <laughs> Sorry. It's just so, starting to sink in now that I'm, you know, the lowest form of life. Go ahead. So her Dawn, her mm-hmm. best friend, claims that Warnos was raped and impregnated yeah. by a known pedophile. She says it was, you know, the guy. First of all, grandpa was supposed to be a pedophile. Yeah. And then his friend was supposed to be a pedophile. Okay, Earth, what the fuck are we doing I here? Know, I mean, I kids are supposed to be safe, right? Come on, let's do the best to make yeah. it safe for kids. What the fuck? I'm not saying any Sorry. of this actually happened, but this was the story. Right. So the quote from Dawn is, quote, that guy raped her. Was like, that guy that raped her was like 60 years old and he loved all the kids. God damn it. Eileen was drunk and he'd take advantage of her and shit like that. So then she got pregnant. Uh, after she gave birth at 15, she named the boy Keith after her brother. Yeah. Uh, which fueled the rumors even more that the baby was his. 
Her grandfather forced her to put the boy up for adoption, and she never saw him again. So, you know, this is the beginning. Okay. Makes sense. That this, okay. Yeah, More so tragedy to come. Blah, sure. blah, blah. Alleged. So, you know, there's, there's stuff here. You know, while she never knew her father, she did grow up in this allegedly abusive alcoholic household by, with her grandparents, uh, reportedly sexually assaulted by her grandfather. There was she, the neighbor's beagle, as we previously nobody, discussed. Nobody can really corroborate whether any of them were alcoholics. This is all Eileen Warren, Eileen's word. Right. So, um, and her claims that she began having sex with her brother at a young age are also uncorroborated and, of course, may not be true. The details of her upbringing change depend on which interview you read, right. who you watch. I mean, she's all over the board. She's told so many people. She told many people that the two, her brother, that her, they, they were having sex a lot. So it's hard to say. Right. We do know she had a child. We don't know who the father is. We do know she named him Keith and gave him up for adoption. So the mm. rumors began to fly. Yeah. So it is noted in several sources that Keith's friends spoke to investigators after the arrest. And they said, absolutely not. There's no way. He looked at her like a tag along. Hmm. You know, he looked at her like that little pesty sister. So that's on the surface, though. People are people could be monsters mm-hmm. in their private time. Oh, or in of course, time, of, course. Doors, of course. Yeah, it's very difficult Great when there's actors. The sociopaths can be and psychopaths can be from time <laughs> to time. So moving on, after speaking for a friend, of course, I don't. Acting after, after her grandmother died, she was thrown out of the house by her grandpa. Hmm. So. She got pregnant, she gave up a baby, grandma died, she was thrown out. And this was about a year after, I think, so she's about 15. And it was at that time she started working as a prostitute to earn a living. Jesus um, Christ. Yeah, so so one part of her backstory that... And what part of the world is this again? This is in Michigan. Michigan, that's right. Yeah, it's really fucking cold there, by yes. the way. Yes, well... And when she was thrown out, she was living in, like, uh, abandoned cars and shit. Damn. Yeah, so... Uh, one part is this of like Detroit, Michigan. Does it say? It's like uh, by Troy, the, I think. Troy. Troy is where she was born. Twenty minutes to Detroit. Well, it's all cold. It's freezing. Well, Jesus, I don't know if it's uh, all frozen. There's part, probably a really nice place. I've tried three times to start this. One part. <laughs> Good luck, wife. Good luck. <laughs> Godspeed, wife. Godspeed. Uh, one part of Warner's backstory that isn't in question is that she began operating as a sex worker at a very young age. Age. Warner's claims she traded sex for money and cigarettes, and eventually she earned the nickname cigarette pig from the boys oh, she had sex with in exchange for goods boys are kind of cunty some boys yeah so some at 15 the are only bad. place she could find to stay was in the woods near her grandfather's home and this of course was in michigan at some point during the fall or winter that this happened and it was cold she survived in the woods during the unforgiving cold relying on abandoned cars and the kindness of clients who didn't mind providing shelter Jeez, during That's her a dangerous fucking <clears> life <throat> During her trial, analysts discovered Warnos had several personality disorders, including borderline personality disorder and antisocial personality disorder. And, and they're saying that it is due to childhood trauma and abandonment issues is mm. what they're attributing that to. Mm. Uh, even though there's no proof that any of this happened, she believed it did, yeah. which caused these either that caused the mental issues or she has the mental issues and she's living in a world of her own Either way, it doesn't matter. She was mentally ill. Well, real quick, yes. And the mental illness is is probably, I mean, it, it really is a lot of the time just genetic. 
Maybe. So, well, no. she didn't come from the best. And, and same with being a, a pathological liar. I don't think that's something that you're just like, oh, I watched a movie and then my uncle was mean to me and then I fucking fell in a swimming pool and I fucking I got hurt. It's like, it's not that. I mean, PTSD will definitely cause things. Mm-hmm. And there's some in, some unique things that can happen there. But uh, most of this shit is genes. And it sounds like... I. I it sounds to me like it's just there's more evidence of just this shitty person that roamed around the world. I don't even with that nickname, it's like, well, fuck. Right, like, I know dudes that... are cunts. We are cunts, but we're generally not cunts to people that don't deserve to be cunts. Like, there's a justice system in the shitbaggery of male, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, toxic they t- and they talk about this too, you know. Us toxic cunts. Calm down. Warno's declining mental health uh, likely spearheaded her towards prostitution, robbery, assault, and serial murder after being raped and assaulted. During her course as a sex worker, she probably also suffered from PTSD. Sure. Okay. Fair enough. And that's what they're saying here. Right. I don't Um, know anything about this, you guys. So if you're like very up on this and you're like, he's a fucking idiot. What is he saying? (laughs) That's that's like, you know, apologetics to a rapist. I'm not doing that. I'm trying to uh, figure it out by also being a stupid person. I'm a stupid person. (laughs) Well, she moved to the woods as a teen and somehow managed to stay in school. She did continue to go to school for a little while until she, well... One story was that she was expelled. Another story, which is hers, was that she just quit and walked out. Hmm. So, Wait, um, she, she told, she said that she just quit. Yeah, she says she quit. But the school says the school she was says expelled. she was expelled. I'm gonna go with the school. Right. I'm gonna go with that right. school there. So now that is basically the childhood stuff. Okay. okay. So I'm going to that. That's the 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 beginning. I'm gonna move through her young adult life. In uh, I've got kind of like a timeline format here okay. that I'm going to kind of just tick things off to speed it up a little bit. There's so much here. Right. But you I had to kind cut of, down a lot of it. I did. But we're going to get kind of a, a good understanding of this person. And then we'll get to our, as you guys know, we're, we'll do the dipshit files uh, meter. Yeah. Whatever the fuck we're calling it yeah. uh, at the end of this. And, and we'll figure it out. She's got an inter- a very interesting score, by the way. Well, we know that, uh, we do know that she was kicked out. Uh, she got pregnant at 14, gave up her baby. She was kicked out of the house. And at 15, she started, well, she started doing sexual favors at the age of 11. She got pregnant, had a baby, right. was kicked out. And at 15 was, became an official sex worker the fact that in order to survive. So we know that to be true. If she was doing stuff at 11, that, I mean, that's adults doing stuff to her. It, to, it has to be. It's the only explanation that be. I've got. It's so gotta be. Empathy goes to that for sure. Yeah. So moving forward, her early adult life and criminal involvement, I've got this lined out and I'm going to read it because it's a lot easier. There's a lot here. Life of the dipshit. May 27, 1974, Jefferson County, Colorado. Warnos was arrested for driving under the influence, disorderly conduct and firing a handgun from a moving vehicle, but did not show up in court and was charged with failure to appear. That was the first official thing that happened first official uh, offense that she was charged with okay okay so then warnos hitchhiked hitchhiked to florida in 1976 two years later where she met a 69 year old yacht club president lewis gratz fell okay what she was how old was she at this point 22 i think mm. the two were married within a year she got married but warnos repeatedly involved herself in disputes at the local bar leading to assault charges and also hit her husband fell with his own cane Yikes. driving him to seek a restraining order against her 
Warnos was not able to change her behavior in the way that was needed to live in a way closer to normal life, and the marriage was over in just nine weeks. Nine weeks. Well, just a, a week over two months. Doesn't sound like a match made in heaven, really. Lee claimed that Fell was abusive towards her as well. Hmm. So he was 69, she was 22. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so March 12th, 1976, Warnos's grandfather kills himself. Wait, in- real quick. It's interesting, but hot. That's hot. What's hot? I think that's hot. So what? 69 and 22, that's hot. Yuck. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> <laughs> I just see you reading over there, all serious. Face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ick. Go ahead. So, March. But to each their own. No kink shaming. March 12th, 1976, <laughs> Warnos's grandfather kills himself in the garage. So, that's 1976 is when he did that. Uh, she was born in 1956. So, she was 20 when she got married. Right. Uh, 18 when she got married. Okay. She was 20 when her grandpa died. So, okay. now we have a timeline. Okay. July 14th, 1976, Antrim County, Michigan, Warnos got into another dispute at a bar and threw a cue ball at a bartender's head. Fuck yeah. He pressed charges. A lot of bartenders deserve cue balls to the head. Within that same year, Lee's older brother, Keith, died of cancer at the age of 21. Jesus. And she received $10,000 from his life insurance. Goddamn. Okay. That wasn't a legal thing, but that's adding to what we got going on here. Mm. 1978, at just 22 years old, she attempted suicide by shooting herself in the stomach with a 22 caliber pistol. Fuck me running. After she was rejected by a lover. She survived the attempt, but received very little psychological counseling. <laughs> and just a short week after being discharged from the hospital, she attempted suicide again, this time by overdosing on tranquilizers. Again, she survived. Between the ages of 14 and 22, she attempted suicide six times. Wow. So life was suffering for her. She needed counseling, and she never got it. Right. She never got it. And, you know, how many counselors are out there saying, well, there's a lot that we try and do, Mm -hmm. and there's a lot, and we can do a Mm -hmm. lot for a lot of people, She needs not everybody. But she needed to be able to have access to that. At least have a chance. She needed to get in there. Right. You know? So at the age of 25, Warnos entered a relationship with a 50-year-old man, 52-year-old man named Jay Watts. This relationship represented the closest thing Lee ever had to a boyfriend, but the relationship only lasted two months. So she's at 25 and she's still uh, a 50-year-old Yeah, guy. yeah, right. 25, 52. Right. May 20th, 1981, Edgewater, Florida. Warnos was arrested on charges of armed robbery. This is where things begin ramping up. Okay, she's pissed at this point. Yeah, she's like, she's fuck, like, fuck this, fuck all this. I can't even kill myself What's right. she stealing, just money? So uh, armed robbery when she stole two packs of cigarettes. And $35 from a convenience store. What? She She held them up at gunpoint for, for $35 and two packs of smokes. Damn, dude. She's, yeah. She's, you should get a carton at least or a couple cartons of smokes. You shouldn't have to do that again later the next day. So she served a sentence Damn. in prison for this crime from May 4th, 1982 to June 30th, 1983. So okay. just over a year right. she was in prison. She claimed that she had robbed the store in order to find out if Watts really loved her. That was her claim. She did it to find out if he would stand by her side. He left her. Yeah. <laughs> stand by your ma- No. Yeah. He broke contract. He broke contact with her shortly after she began her prison sentence for robbery. I would too. Yeah. I'd be I'm, like, I'd, I'd, woman, oh, no thanks. It's like if you're looking for colored flags, it's like, well, yeah, that's a that deep, one, dark red. Yeah, that's, that's a, blood red. I can see that one when I'm just coming over the hill. Like, fucking, <laughs> are there any flags? Well, that's a fucking flag. <laughs> that one in the middle there. I see other flags, but that one right there is very distinct. Like... 
That's so, like the national symbol for this whole area, I think. Go ahead. Right. Her, uh, so from, I'm done. Go ahead. So from 1981 <laughs> okay. to 1984, there's nothing happened in her criminal history because she was incarcerated. Waka, waka, engage. Okay, May 1st, okay. 1984, Key West, Florida. Warnos was arrested after being caught trying to pass forged checks at a local bank. So she's kind of got a variety of criminal ideas. Yep. She just doesn't give a shit about like legal systems and stuff. Nope. Cool. She just does right. her own thing. November 30th, 1985, Miami, Florida. Warnos is charged with Grand Theft Auto. Sweet. Yep. Uh, resisting arrest and obstruction of justice for attempting to use her aunt's name to identify herself. Oh, so she's just like a buffet of crimes. She's like a little this, a little this. Additionally. Can I try some check fraud? Let's do that. <laughs> Additionally, police found a thirty-eight caliber revolver and ammunition in the stolen car. Well, you should have ammunition if you're going to yeah. have a fucking I wonder gun. if she said, it's not mine. Right. These aren't my pants. These are. <laughs> Those are someone else's That's pants. That's not. It's not my gun. It belongs <laughs> to the person whose car I stole. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It was in here already. Killing it. And and while we're at it, these aren't my pants it's here. Like, would you like a lawyer? Because you're killing it. You're killing it. <laughs> I'm not wearing my pants. <laughs> June second, uh, nineteen eighty six, in Volusia County, Florida, police detained Warnos uh, for questioning after a male companion com- complained. That she pulled a gun on him and attempted to rob him of two hundred dollars. Okay, she's pr- she's up and she's up in the prostitution fucking... at this point, yeah. and he's claiming that she held him at gunpoint and tried to steal two hundred bucks. Sure, police did find a twenty-two pistol, which is interesting, yeah. uh, and ammunition under the seat where Warnos had been sitting. So, nineteen eighty-six, South Daytona, Florida. Warnos met Tyra or Tyria. Okay. I don't, it's been pronounced both ways. Okay. Uh, more. I'm just going to call her more. M-O-O-R-E. Okay. And the two fell in love, moving in together shortly after meeting. This relationship would last four and a half years and be the closest thing to a real connection that Lee would ever have. Badly wanting love and attention, Warnos was desperate to keep her in her life. July 4th, 1987, Daytona Beach, Florida, Warnos and Moore were detained and questioned by police regarding an incident in which... They were alleged to have used beer, a beer bottle, to commit assault and battery. Well, everyone's done that <laughs> at least a few times. You ever of been course. to Pullman? You ever visit Pullman, Washington, when school's in? You see it all the time. So basically, we've got 1986. Uh, she meets her girlfriend, and they fell in love. Uh, 1987, she has one um, interaction with the police with her girlfriend, where they committed battery with a, a bottle. And they were questioned by police. But I don't think she was ever charged. Okay. Okay. So she's skirting the law. Yeah. So 1986, 1987, you know, she's with this woman. They were together for four and a half years. Nothing happens. And then. And then. On December 1989, the body of her first known victim, 51-year-old Richard Mallory, was found. He picked up Warnos on Florida's Interstate 75. His body was found by a Volusia County deputy shot several times in the chest a few miles from his abandoned car in a section of secluded forest under a piece of rug. This is the, yeah, this is the only crime Warnos originally admitted to committing and claimed it was self-defense because he was trying to rape her. Hmm. Okay, so although this was um, hidden by prosecution during the trial, Mallory had a history of sexual violence and crime around sexual assault. Now, side note here, in 1957, he reportedly broke into a Maryland woman's home, grabbed her from behind, and tried to assault her. After pleading insanity, he served a 10-year stint at a prison mental institution. 
the details surrounding Mallory's death that we will discuss in a bit, I feel is what ultimately shows Warno's mental health decline and ultimately made it easier to convict her on all accounts. So this guy was he was like likely trying he was to a, harm her very much. I think he probably was, right. and I think it triggered something in her brain. Right. It's just one more piece of shit. But right. this is what happens when you spend a lot of time around pieces of shit. Right. Which is what that industry will yeah. generally bring you around. Yeah, yeah. So, so her lifestyle isn't that, uh, it's it's not very safe. No. Right, right. and mean, it's not with, very wholesome. Real quick, with Time Suck, holy mm-hmm. shit. I mean, every time mm-hmm. that we would get into the, mm-hmm. and anything that had anything to do with prostitution, it's just... The most dangerous profession, I think, mm-hmm. by far. Uh, fuck. And yeah. if you're around if it, <laughs> truck stop guys in the mm-hmm. 80s, 90s, uh, I'm sure 99.9999% of truckers were fine. Mm-hmm. But that shit was dangerous as fuck. Yeah. And yeah. I'm sure it's still just lovely. But, it, you know. Anyway. So, June. Uh, I love my truck driver brothers and sisters. Yeah. They look, they look out for people. Generally. Absolutely. Well, my grandpa. But the 80s and 90s was a different time. Well, my grandpa was a truck driver. And I learned a lot about you know truckers during that period of time he was a long haul trucker and he wasn't like this F- at all. fucking honk if you're driving baby <laughs> get scare that little guy in the subaru right now get that guy the fuck off the road <laughs> fuck that guy i'll say this real quick i know i know this is taken away but uh truck drivers are the best drivers on the road i'm not trying to kiss have, ass here no, this, is a, this is a, a psa mm-hmm. where it's like a lot of people think oh man I see a truck. I got to get around him because he's going to do something dumb. It's like, no, you're the one that's Mm going to do the dumb Mm -hmm. thing. Anyway, Mm -hmm. sorry. Digressification ended. So after a period. Waka Waka disengaged. After a period of six months, the body of her second victim was found on June 1st, 1990. His body was found in Citrus County, naked and shot in the torso six times. His name was David Spears, and he was a 43-year-old construction worker. Lee's claim that Spears attempted to cause any type of harm to her was a tough sell, as many people testified that he was an honest, good person who was, in fact, actually ensuring that his ex-wife was financially secure. Hmm. So he was still taking care of his ex-wife, doing the things that he needed to do to make sure that she was taken care of. Right. So he was not a piece of shit. At least not in that case. At least not not in that that case, right. So another body was discovered in Pasco County within days of finding Spears' body. The third body was uh, severely decomposed, so he had been dead a while, uh, and could not be identified immediately. But it bore certain resemblances to the previous two discoveries. So the police associated this murder with the same killer, you know, Eileen. Mm -hmm. Um, So the body was wrapped in an electric blanket and was badly decomposing when it was found. And it was later ascertained that the body belonged to a rodeo worker named Charles Carscadden. The 40-year-old man was shot nine times in the chest and stomach. Fuck. Yeah, so... You know they're they're dead at that point. Right. Unless they're a werewolf or a vampire, you're like, well, maybe that guy was a vampire. And that's just it. You know, even in court, they question, if this was self-defense, why did you have to shoot him so many times? Well... Maybe they were still moving and shit. Maybe. So I mean, six times seems like you've got got all the. <laughs> there's at least an organ that's real important that's been destroyed. You know, six. I think I think unless the person is really really high on drugs, you shoot them one time, they're going to be in pain, and right. they're going to stop doing what they're doing. Right. Doesn't mean they're going to keep stopping what they're doing, hmm. but they it's going to stop them in their tracks when you put a bullet in their body. Well, I don't know if this is in your notes, but th- people can deep dive all this stuff on other podcasts right. and stuff. But like, where did she get, <clears throat> d- did she go for the head and then just shoot the, the torso? It's, it was nine times in the chest. Yeah. It, so it's just bam, 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 bam. So bam, it was bam, nine bam. times in the chest and the stomach. 
Okay. Yeah. So none so, in the head. No, not in this one. So his body was found in a secluded area of the forest, which was her. That's what she did. It was her mm-hmm. mo. She drug him off and put him in the forest somewhere. So she's. But this this is her working too. She's taken these Johns out into yep. the Johns. I know all mm-hmm. the terminology yes, now. She do. I'm a time suck guy. And she's taken but, them out into you know private areas. And she claims in court, she claimed that they all tried to hurt her. They all tried to rape her. Mm. And it was all self-defense. But she shot everyone more than once. So um, more than once, it makes sense. I mean, you're you're nine times. I know. But it's not it's not like those stabbing things where it's like, and then they stabbed him 174 times. It's like, that seems like absurd. The gun thing, it's like. I mean, she's how many bullets are a, in the gun? Does she, well, does she reload? Using, she's using a twenty-two revolver. Okay, a revolver? So a revolver. Well, that's, that's six. the gun that she uses. That's six, right? A, a twenty-two pistol. I'm sorry. A pistol. A pistol. So it has a magazine. Yeah. So, okay. That's probably nine. Right. So she probably emptied the fucking magazine. She probably emptied it in the guy. Yeah. yeah okay. And she's, you know. So basically. I don't know things about guns, though, guys. Like the I pre- know that a magazine isn't a clip, and a clip's not a magazine, and you don't want to use the, the buffer or the filter with rubbery girder <laughs> shoot that at the buff guy like the previous two cases warnos originally stated that it was an act of self-defense but later admitted she committed this murder in cold blood she just killed the guy fair so witnesses saw warnos in possession of carskadden's car and warnos also pawned a gun identical to the one belonging to carskado hmm. yeah so that was evidence against her. Yeah. A vehicle belonging to a missing merchant named uh, Mitch, missing merchant seaman named Peter Seams was found crashed in July. Seams. Seaman. A seaman named Seams. Seams the seaman. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, ready for duty, Captain. Where, what's going on? Uh, well, that's quite the seaman you got there, sir. You got quite the boat. Uh, it was other found- fill another nautical joke here. Dumb. Where was the first joke? It was found crashed in <laughs> July of 1990. Two women were seen abandoning the car, and Warnos's palm print was found on the interior door handle, uh, but the man's body was never found. So I'm still ac- kind of thinking about semen. I know so. you are. According to their eyewitness to the eyewitness description, the uh, police suspected one of the women to be Eileen Warnos. Peter, who was 65, had left Florida. Now I'm thinking about Peter and his semen and <laughs> goddamn dude. What are you? He left Florida uh, for New Jersey in 1990, and his car was found on July 4th, 1990, in Orange Springs. His body was never found. During the trial, Warnos continuously denied being responsible for his murder. Semen. Although there was very strong evidence linking her to his stolen car. Like the palm print on the inside of the car. How did it get there? Right. And the eyewitness is saying that these two women, one of them was Eileen. Hmm. Similar to the other victim, Seaman was said to be a very good person, easygoing, and very religious as well. Go ahead. It's hard to identify (laughs) Seaman. I mean, you got to get down in the DNA. And I don't know how good the technology was at the time we're talking about this. Did they even have the DNA mapped for Seaman at that point? I don't know. (sighs) Human Seaman? All right. Are we? Uh, can we move on? I'm just having a good time. Alrighty, the body. I'm of, a 14-year-old boy, and I, it's, it will be the way I stay. Copious amounts of semen. Yep. The body of a delivery driver named Eugene Troy Burris was found on August 4th, 1990. Mm. He had been shot twice, two times, with a 22 caliber pistol. Troy Burris was found by police in Marion County, and he was reported missing on July 31st, 1990. 
and his body was already decomposing when it was found. Hmm. Like the other victims, the body was found in a secluded area near some forest. Now, maybe these patterns are what make her to be considered a serial killer, I guess. Right. Because it's uh, modus MO and all that stuff. Modus operandi. Yeah. Why? I mean, once if you're assaulted in this business, Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe it's like after a few times you would think, and I don't want to, you know, pretend like I know. Mm Mm-hmm. But you I think, can't know. You think you'd like, yeah. I don't want to go out in the woods anymore with some random guy. Right. And right. Right. It's like, I have to keep, at some point you're like, God, I have to keep killing these guys, well, man. De- I should probably go work somewhere else. Well, Is there a fucking on good how waitress job where I can get some that good she's tips? had that were good. I mean, she may have had, a, how many good experience did she have? You know what I mean? Maybe right. how many, how many times was she, did she have clients What's during her kill every percentage? day? Right. Yeah. To, to the ones that she allowed to you live. You know what so. sucks, though? It's not zero. <laughs> but if these guys deserved it, fucking A. But maybe she worked a shit ton and she found all the sociopaths in mm-hmm. her little region mm-hmm. and kind of weeded them out. Maybe she's the good guy in all this. I doubt it. She's Batman? <laughs> all right, she's not. Okay, go ahead. Furthermore, he was very well-liked and said to be hardworking and a respected member of his community. Uh, when examined, two shunguts, shunguts, two gunshot wounds to the torso were found to be the cause of death, and he was fifty. Just okay. two. Just two. All right. Well, they bounced not, around not, inside his chest too, cavity and killed his ass. Not too bad. So on September, it did kill him though. So obviously, it was pretty bad. Yeah. So on September twelfth, nineteen ninety, the body of a former police uh, chief named Charles Dick Humphreys. I'm going to refrain I, from all the I know things you that are, are coming. Right. Okay. We already got the semen out yep. of our way. So now we have Dick. Dick humping the semen. Fucking, uh, that's how you get semen. It's Dick, Dick humping. Good. Dick, Dick was found bearing six bullet wounds from a 22 pistol to the torso and the head. So this is the first headshot. Okay. Okay. His body was found in Marion County. Dick was a retired Air Force major, former state child abuse investigator, and a former chief of police. Whoa. Yes. So wait, wait, wait. She's that's irony. I think she's killing a yeah. guy that's going after people that caused her to be the way she is. Maybe right now, mm. this kind of leads like, us into some speculation and very unproven things. That like we him, will being a, him touch, being a monster himself. That we'll touch on a little families. bit later. Yeah, hates hates that conspiracy. Right. But it might be true. It's so possible. His later his car was later found in Suwannee County. So the killer's seventh killer. Eileen, her seventh and final victim was found November 19th, 1990. Walter Antonio, a truck driver, had been killed less than 24 hours before his body was found. He'd been shot four times with a 22 pistol and was partially naked. When he was found in a secluded area, as Warnos' pattern follows, he had four gunshot wounds to the back of the head. So four to the back of the head. His car was found in Brevard, Brevard County five days later. He was a police officer on reserves. Shit. Yes. So those are the cases there. Um, th- those are those are her victims. Now, um, I'm going to take a quick break here, and before we move into the trial and and you know wrap this up, Eileen spent a lot of time after she was uh, arrested, and um, she was interviewed by a man named Moore, who did a documentary on her. She did a lot of interviews. And during this period of time, it's sad, but you can you can watch her psychological state deteriorate because she was in prison for like 10 years, I think, before she was put to death mm. by lethal injection. Mm. And so you can watch the deterioration of her psyche. 
during this period of time, but she started getting very conspiratorial. Um, and I find it fascinating that she kind of went down this road where she was saying that the police knew what she was doing. They knew what she was doing and they let her do it. She says it time and time again. Hmm. Uh, they were using her. None of this is, it's all speculation and it's all weirdness, but they, she claimed that they were using her to clean people up off the street. They let her go time and time again. They followed her around. They knew what she was doing. And the fact that there's, she was using these here, these uh, incidences where she killed these police officers because they let her, they let her do it. Hmm. <clears throat> because well, they cleaning were... Cleaning up the streets of whatever community, it would be pretty statistically insignificant, the amount right, of killing that right. she did. But And I'm not, I'm just saying... She she was kind of out there, right? That real but quick, in that her own me. mind, she thought she was. This was all self defense. She was very angry at the police officers for not catching her and for not holding on to her and letting her do this. Even though it was only what a year and a half that she went on this crime spree. So it's, it's very interesting. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I, it just reminds me during that time period, eight, mm -hmm. late eighties. Uh, early 90s there was this kind of not a ton of this but if you if you've ever got into the conspiratorial world in any kind of level mm -hmm. you find people like Arizona Wilder mm. where there's some David Icke stuff in there you mm. know if you look in David Icke he interviewed her but you know she talked about dissociative identity disorder mm -hmm. and people manipulating that but then she talks about reptile people and stuff like that and you're like fuck all of this is crazy fucking what mm -hmm. and uh, way back in my early days of looking into conspiracy stuff I just entertained everything, and so I, I delved into people like her, and there's mm -hmm. a few others that wrote books, and it's 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 kind of crazy that that's kind of ringing the same bell mm -hmm. with Eileen here. So mm -hmm. it's just strange, but just something to think about. It is interesting. I'm not familiar. Illuminati confirmed is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I'm not familiar with what you're talking about, yeah. but <laughs> none of you should I, be. I, <laughs> if you aren't, congratulations, you're a normal fucking person. You didn't you didn't follow the patterns of old scriptkeeper here. <clears throat> Laying on the floor watching reptile videos about a guy named Muedo Quata. Quata was talking about <laughs> reptile people and he had to eat flesh to join a secret society to learn about him. You like, did introduce me to fuck. Michael Tessarian. Yeah, any weird, any mm -hmm. crazy dude. That guy. That was interesting. I had a very difficult time keeping... I introduced Dan into it. Dan Cummins oh, into really? him in the secret sock too. Because oh. yeah. everyone a... talks like him after. They're, after you hear him for a second, you're like, you start talking like a fucking... I didn't. Right? You did. You did. You did. Right? And then you're just like, fucking what? No, I don't think right. Michael Desarian, you're fucking crazy, buddy. <laughs> don't think I did. I like I your ponytail, like but bro, come on. The Steven Seagal look is so 90s. I was going to say Steven Seagal. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to move on here to the trial. Okay. On Nobody Jul knows what we're talking about with these people. On Go July ahead, 4th, 1990, Warnos and July 4th, 1990, Warnos and Moore, the two ladies, were seen abandoning victim Peter Seams' car after they were involved in an accident. Remember I said, Mr. C remember that I said that they his car was crashed? Yeah. Well, they crashed his car. They found uh, Eileen's palm print on the inside of the vehicle. Right. The two women were together. So I find this. So she's an accomplice. She's to all an this accomplice shit. to all this. Huh. Um, and there's, if you look back through the cases, two women were seen at at least two of these incidences hmm. so her girlfriend was part of this what was going some on Thelma and Louise mm -hmm. shit okay yeah so Rhonda Bailey who witnessed the incident 
provided police with a description of the two women, resulting in a media campaign to locate them. Police also found some of the victim's belongings in pawn shops. Warno's fingerprint, or palm print, that was found on a receipt in one of the palm shops matched the print that was left in Seam's car. Warnos had a criminal record in Florida, and samples of her prints were already in the database, so they were easily able to find that. <clears throat> so, January 9th, 1991. Warnos was arrested on an outstanding warrant at the Last Resort Biker Bar in Volusia County. Police located more the next day in Scranton, Pennsylvania. So after what happened in this little period of time is they crashed Peter's car. Uh, there was a up. there was a whole media campaign. I think there was like four days after uh, her girlfriend Moore left. It was four days before she was arrested uh -huh. more left her she okay. fled because she had been identified and, and she, she left and she went to pennsylvania pennsylvania yes okay. so <clears throat> she agreed to elicit a confession from warnos uh the police picked her up and she's like yeah i'll roll over i'm a girl so um Damn. she uh, agreed to elicit a confession from warnos in exchange for immunity from prosecution um, Moore returned to the police uh, with the police to Florida where she was put up in a motel and under police guidance she made numerous phone calls to Warnos pleading for help in clearing her name. Three days, sorry it was three days later, January 16, 1991, Warnos confessed to the murders. She claimed the men had tried to rape her and she killed them in self-defense. Hmm. Interesting twist though, in November 1991 Warnos after this whole thing in the middle I wanted to just do a little quick side note because mm -hmm. this is fucking weird. Okay. Uh, in November of 1991, Warnos was legally adopted by a 44-year-old woman named Arlene Prelly, who saw her photo in the newspaper. Say what? Yes. So during this whole process, she, this woman <sighs> reached out to Eileen because she is, she's a born-again Christian. Come on, Arlene. Will <clears throat> you be my baby when you're 20-something? <laughs> no, she was, at this point, 91. She was born in 1956. Uh, when you're 30, fucking five. Right. And, or whatever So I, uh, you guys do the Arlene mm -hmm. adopted Eileen. Arlene never had any children. She raised horses. She had a farm. She was a born-again Christian. I listened to a couple of interviews. The woman was a little out there uh very very interesting her the whole situation is weird i wonder if um eileen warnos's counsel was even legit really because her attorney oh god at least her attorney during um the man when he was making this film during this whole process when she was still incarcerated her attorney was weird <laughs> i mean i listened to this guy and he's unorthodox that 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 there guy he's, he, he's sitting up there perched like a pigeon we don't know why he he's studying a, the law i guess he had a zombie statue on the front porch of his apartment oh there's nothing wrong with that that he made with his own two hands fuck yeah brother and uh you know he said after my dog died i needed somebody to protect me Fucking so he's talking in a cartoony type voice waving this zombie plastic zombie hand in the air at the documentary documentary cameraman You're looking into your own future very very interesting does this guy have bushy eyebrows because it just sounds yeah, like what yeah, i want to do right abs now absolutely okay so uh anyways arlene prowley or prale adopted eileen warnos she's uh, like as, nine years and, older than her yeah i think so yeah she okay. adopted her to give her a home uh she 
If any of y'all would like to adopt me, if you got a bunch of money, helicopter pad. It was very interesting. I think there was probably a book deal in there and all kinds of weird shit. So anyways, I... Back to That's the crazy. back to the case. January fourteenth, nineteen ninety two, Warnos went to trial for the murder of Richard Charles Mallory, his first victim, her first victim. In the earliest confession to officers, Warnos said Mallory picked her up while she was hitchhiking, and they later went to a secluded wooded area to engage in an act of prostitution. She and That's the sexuals, you guys. Yes. She and Mallory began to argue. Warnos said she felt Mallory was going to, quote unquote, roll her or take her money Mm. and rape her. She grabbed a bag in which she kept the gun and the two began struggling over the bag. Warnos prevailed, pointed the gun at Mallory and said, you son of a bitch, I knew you were going to rape me. To which Mallory responded, no, I wasn't. I wasn't. At this point, Warnos shot Mallory at least once while he was still sitting behind the steering wheel. Mallory crawled out of the driver's side and shut the car door. Warno said she got out of the car, ran around to the front, and shot Mallory again, causing him to fall on the ground. While he was lying there, Warno shot him twice more, went through his pockets, stole his money, concealed the body beneath a piece of rug, and drove off in his car. But that right there doesn't necessarily scream self-defense. Right. When you raid the pockets, like, well, you know, you almost hurt me, and I have the PTSD... But I have the wherewithal to see if you got any good credit cards mm-hmm. in there. Can I, can I fuck around with this guy's wallet? I don't know what I'm talking about. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> During later interviews with police, though, Warnos went into detail about her self-defense claim. She explained she had offered to perform an act of, an act of prox, prostitution. My goodness. The, <laughs> the sexuals, I like sexuals. With Mallory. And he drove to an, isol- an isolated area where the two drank, smoked marijuana, and talked for about five hours. Okay. Warnos, Somebody didn't like what they were talking about. Warnos described herself as drunk. Around 5 a.m., Warnos disrobed then, after five hours of conversation, to perform the act of prostitution. She asked Mallory to remove his clothes, and he said he only wanted to unzip his pants and didn't have enough money to pay for her fee. Oh. Warnos went to retrieve her clothes, but Mallory whipped a cord around her neck threatened to kill her like the other sluts I've done, quote-unquote, mm. and tied her hands to the steering wheel. According to Warnos' later version, Mallory violently raped her vaginally and anally and took pleasure from her cries of pain. Mallory eventually untied her and told her to lie down. Believing he intended to kill her, she began to struggle. Mallory told her, you're a dead bitch, you're dead. At this point, Warnos found her purse, removed her gun, Mallory grabbed her hand, and the two began fighting over the gun. Warners prevailed and shot Mallory. Mallory kept coming at her despite her warnings, and she shot him twice more. Okay, two stories there, both told by Eileen. Mm-hmm. Which one's true? Mm. And so much had happened before that, you know. I, I mean, is I it mean seri- after it, that, she's saying like serial ki- serial killer meets <clears throat> serial killer. Well, she's not. Okay, she so doesn't this is, think, see herself as a serial killer, but she's saying that this Mallory guy is. This is her he, first he victim. He claimed to to have killed. Like I've done all the bitches. I killed a lot of bitches right. before. Right, and it was self defense. The first time she said it was self defense, but when that didn't really seem to please the police, she ramped up her story to she's make like, it sound a little more interesting. Okay, so yeah. here's what really happened. Right, right. I just keep killing in self defense. <laughs> just keep on killing in self defense. I should I'm not going to try another line of work. I'm just going to keep yep, on yep, absolutely. killing in self defense. Well, so anyway, there's a little Don't more Don't attack women though. <laughs> also that. 
Well, know. there's a little more here. So, um, although previous convictions are normally not admit are normally inadmissible in criminal trials, mm-hmm. under Florida's Williams rule, the prosecution was allowed to introduce evidence related to her other crimes to show a pattern of illegal activity. On January 27, 1992, Warnos was convicted of Mallory's murder with the help from her girlfriend, Moore, mm-hmm. for her testimony. At her sentencing, psychiatrist for the defense testified that Warnos was mentally unstable and diagnosed her with borderline personality, personality disorder and antisocial personality disorder. Mm-hmm. Why is my tongue not working all of a sudden? Because <laughs> it's late. Four days later, she was sentenced to death. Warnos's defense made efforts during the trial to introduce evidence that Mallory was previously convicted of rape in Maryland and served a sentence in a maximum security correctional facility providing remediation to sexual offenders. Records obtained from the correctional institution showed that from 1958 to 1962, Mallory was committed for treatment. An observation resulting from a criminal charge of assault with intent to rape and received an overall eight years of treatment in that facility. But so he had a a major problem. Yeah. So So these two problemed people. Right. And in 1961, it was observed of, quote, it was observed of Mr. Mallory that he possessed strong sociopathic trends. However, the judge refused to allow the records to be admitted in court as evidence and denied Warnos's request for they a must retrial. Have her off. Yep, I bet. Crazy. I bet. Is so, that is that injustice to you? Would you say? Well, the truth is the truth, and the truth exactly. should be always presented. The truth should always be presented. Yeah. I think. That's a, and that's just my my opinion. If it's the truth, it should be allowed in. But because that's a he was steaming con- dingleberry on the butthole of fucking justice. Yeah. And maybe it's different now. Maybe our justice system is different now. I don't know. But there's more to the injustice of this. I'm going to share with you as we move forward. Please. So three months later, buckle up, guys. Here we go more. <laughs> we're almost done. Three months later, on March thirty first, nineteen ninety two, Warnos pled no contest. Pleaded, sorry, no contest to the murders of Charles Richard Humphreys, Troy Eugene Barres, and David Andrew Spears, saying she wanted to quote get right with God. In her statement to the court, she said, in part, quote, "I want to. I wanted to confess to you that Richard Mallory did violently rape me, as I have told you." But these others did not. They only wanted, they only began to start to. <laughs> Damn. They only began to start to. Well, I mean, if that's the truth, right. then good for her. On May that's f- what guns are for. On May 15th, 1992, Warnos was given three more death sentences. In June 1992, Warnos pleaded guilty to the murder of Charles Edmund Carscadden. In November 1992, she received her fifth death sentence. In February of 1993, Warnos pleaded guilty to the murder of Walter Gino Antonio and was sentenced to death again. No charges were brought against her for the murder of Peter Abramsines as his body was never found. In all, Warnos received six death sentences. I like, it gives me great comfort to know that they're going to murder that body six times. Yep, yep. They're going to kill you and they're going to kill you again. I wonder if that's like a cycle. It's like, all right, first we poison them. Then we shoot him 40 times. Jesus. Then we hang him. What's left of the body, we feed to the dogs. When the dogs shit that out, we feed that shit to the sharks. Then we set those sharks on fire. And then we eat the sharks. And then we shit that Mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. And it's the circle of life. (laughs) 
And that's the United States government. I'm not sure what I just said. Go ahead. Warnos told several inconsistent stories about the killings. She claimed initially that all seven men had raped her while she was working as a prostitute, but later recanted the claim of self-defense, citing robbery and a desire to leave no witnesses as the reason for murder. Hmm. But during an interview with the filmmaker Nick Broomfield, when Warnos thought the cameras were off, she told him that it was, in fact, self-defense, and she just could not stand being on death row, where she had been for 10 years at that point, and she just wanted to die. That's she said why it was, was self-defense or wasn't self-defense? She said it was self-defense, but she made this claim saying, nope, nope, robbery, didn't want to leave witnesses. Basically, she's claiming that I just said that because I want him to kill me. Oh. I'm sick of being on death row. Well, it seems like she's been sick of being on the earth since she was like 11 years old, since people did mean things to her. Right, right. And also because maybe she came to this earth Well, yeah. with a, a really bad di- uh, genetic roll of the dice. Well, she definitely didn't have a good time while she was here. Right. So Warnos's execution took place on October 9th, 2002. Um, she declined her last meal, which uh, could have been anything under 20 bucks, and she just opted for coffee. I got it. I mean... I know. 20 bucks? 20 bucks. I mean, the government just wastes... Actually, you know, most prisons are private prisons at this point, but mm-hmm. still, I mean, we waste a fuckload of money in the pri- in the prison industry, mm-hmm. and it's like 20 bucks. I, it's because people went extravagant. They're like, I want you to shove a steak mm-hmm. in a lobster's ass and then put that in the sandwich <laughs> of baby seals. I want deep fat fried in all the escargot. And you're like, well, dickhead, you fucking... You're being killed because we hate you. We're not trying to fucking... It's like, get him some KFC and shut him the fuck up. <laughs> That's why they made those weird bowls with the mashed potato. Mm. They just put it all in there. It's yep, like the prison it's, bowl. It's like, just get him, get him all this fucking menu. <laughs> shut the fuck up. We're killing you. It's like shepherd's pie yeah. with just all of it all together, just in a big lump. It's like, what will we feed this guy? Who cares? Chicken. <laughs> he said something about potatoes. Just throw it all in there. He doesn't like vegetables. <laughs> fucking, he's a criminal. Torture him. I don't care. Put more in there. I don't know what I'm Good saying. Lord. All right. Back so to the... So basically, she declined her last meal. It had to be anything under 20 bucks, and she just wanted coffee. Just, you know, I don't blame a girl. Honestly, I'd be like, <laughs> dude, just bring me a really good cup of coffee. Right. Uh, and her last words, I'm going to quote her. Quote, yes, I would like to say I'm sailing with the rock, and I'll be back like Independence Day with Jesus. June 6th, like the movie big mothership and all i'll be back i'll be back and so she's quote. she's talking about the will smith movie independence day yep, right yep yep looks like it like that's i'm not entirely sure will pit will kick the tires and light the fires big daddy <laughs> will will smith and jesus on june 6th she's yeah, gonna i mean be jesus back. i don't think is in <clears throat> independence day he might have had a cameo somewhere yeah, i but don't I'm know not sure. i'm not real sure but Anywho. so she died at 9 47 a.m eastern time she was the second woman in florida and the 10th in the u.s to be executed since the 1976 U.S. Supreme Court decision restoring capital punishment. There are probably a lot of women that were put to death before yeah. that, though, I would imagine. Yeah, well, I know there was a period of time where they usually just, I mean, they did kill them. Mm. They did hang them and stuff way back when, but most women got life sentences. Mm. There, But you did have your occasional ones that were ha- hanged. So Right. Well, they so, abolished it at some point <clears throat> because they were doing it a lot at some at yeah. one point, too, I think. Yeah. I yeah. Well, there was a period of time where, yeah, they were hanging them. Yeah. Um, they weren't even hanging them properly. They were choking them to death <clears throat> from a stick, on a, well, hanging from a tree. Well, on a cruelty level, that's not nice. No, no. Okay. So I'm almost done here. So after her death, Warnos' body was cremated, uh, and her ashes were scattered 
basically beneath a tree in Michigan by her childhood friend. Remember Dawn Buckins mm-hmm. that we were talking about? Yep. Yeah. So she asked her to scatter her ashes. And then she had a request for Natalie Merchant's song Carnival from that album Tiger Lily to be played. Right. Yeah, so she did. So um, Natalie at Merchant her, and, her, and, her, at her funeral. and her agent were like, okay, this is a weird request now. Right. Uh, I don't know right. how you feel about this. And she's like, uh, how well, much the, is, a, is a check? Well, it's a documentary, Natalie. Is How much? Five grand. But okay. this was at her funeral. Uh, and then, yeah, she did. She had it played at that documentary, the Eileen's Life and Death of a Serial Killer. Right. So, I knew that. That's why I said yeah. that before. No, no, you yeah. Nick that. Broomfield's documentary. I know that you knew that. I was just bringing that up because our listeners may not have Right. That. No, I appreciate you uh, covering my ass there. Okay. So here's one thing that I want to add. Okay. okay. And then we're going to do our And then we're going to do meter. our... Yeah. yeah. So after killing seven men sequentially, uh, Eileen Warnos earned the credit for being the first female serial killer from the United States. Mm-hmm. Okay. I Which find that interesting. controversial, I'd right? say, yes. But she did use a gun. Mm-hmm. And she did follow patterns. She didn't use a poison, even though they followed patterns. But still, anyways, her troubled childhood and the events that led to the killings often generated sympathy among the public because, you know, she had a fucked up life. It did, yeah. But this is interesting. You her, still can't kill people. Well, <clears throat> you can defend yourself, of course, and murder people that fucking, it's not murder when you're defending yourself. But you can't, yeah, like, but you can't defend yourself by shooting someone nine times in the chest. Uh, maybe. Seven different people. Right. That's not self- that's that's where it gets weird. That's where it's weird. like, well, after the first couple, it's like, well, you know, <clears throat> after a, ba- a couple bad experiences on right. the job site, whatever it is, it's like, well, maybe a new job site, maybe a new job. So this was interesting. Her IQ was sta- established at eight, an eighty-one. That's that <clears throat> explains so much. Right in the low dull what? in the low what they consider low dull normal range. So an IQ at or below 70 is generally accepted as um, mental incapacitation. Severe mental, mental impairment, Im- I think. Impairment. Let's go with that. Okay, there we go. Uh, but basically, the average IQ of the average American is yeah. 100, or about 100 or so. It oh, has okay. been for a little bit. Okay. And so a standard deviation in IQs is 15. <clears throat> and so that's almost two standard deviations below... Wow. So that might explain something. I don't know. Right. Doesn't mean necessarily. Right. For sure. Well, following the U.S. Supreme Court's ruling in Atkins versus Virginia in 2002, uh, the mentally impaired cannot be sentenced to death. Mm. And this was following her stuff. So okay. if. So she wouldn't have been put to death. She would not. She would have gotten life for huh. like ever, ever life if uh, that would have happened prior to her sentence. Hmm. Well, what so. do you think about that? Do you think she got, it was it good to put her to death or should we put her on an island somewhere? You know, I don't know. I think. Padded, padded walls and. I think honestly, uh, she needed psychological, she needed counseling for one. Uh, additionally, I don't think she even wanted to be here. Right. I really don't. Right. So and I wh- think. And how it, much counseling gets you away from exactly. a lifetime of wanting to. And I think. Stop um, the suffering. I think her death sentence gave her relief after i mean she even admitted it she's like i hate being here i don't want to be here anymore it seems like a lot of people mm-hmm. that when they kill people mm-hmm. like a lot of serial killers somebody shared this like a stand-up bit with a comedian and he was mm-hmm. just like yeah they retire like they're like i'm looking to be caught at some right. point and it's a retirement and it's like yeah we're gonna kill you they're like yeah that's probably good yeah that's probably fair <laughs> right that's, right I was, oh thank goodness i can take a break <clears throat> mm-hmm. after doing all my work of murdering folk right but she wasn't a sadistic person necessarily about what it does seem like when you go back to killing a lot there's something but there's Mm -hmm. no let's get into the the dipshit files and we'll talk about 
this a little bit more. Okay. The dipshit meter time. Ready? Yeah. Dipshit meter, engage. The dipshit meter. All right. So here we are. We're going to look at the danger side of the dipshit meter first. Mm-hmm. And uh, she wasn't really, she's not an Albert Fish Mm-mm. by any, I mean, she's, she wasn't cruel. She wasn't really smart. Mm-hmm. She wasn't really, she's not jerking off on the bodies and stuff. <laughs> no, no. And so, but let's start one at a time. Let's start right. with brutality. Brutality. So we gave her a 2.0. That's actually yeah, her was, highest score of all of the four that we have. Yeah, it was it was very low. She basically shot them. She pulled out a gun. She shot. Of course, she shot them several times. She emptied a magazine or two yeah. in, in a few of them. Yeah. Um, and they may, I'm sure they lived through the first shot because very. I think only the last one was in the head. Right. So that which two, yeah. could have been a kill shot, but the rest of them, I mean, they they experienced pain. Yeah. But she wasn't doing it to hurt anyone on purpose. And she wasn't like. Reveling she wasn't in, reveling was in she? it. There was no torture. There was no lead up. These guys didn't know what was going on. She just pulled out a gun and shot him. Right. Super brutality 2.0. Yeah. Now let's talk cruelty. Cruelty. Cruelty 1.0. Right. Very low. Because she just wasn't she just, into it for that. No, she wasn't out to uh, torture anyone. Again, it wasn't about cruelty and degradation and all that. She's just like, motherfucker, you're dead. Boom. Right. So, so she she was efficient. And she wasn't to... she wasn't random either. She was picking <clears throat> just guys that she thought were trying shitty to rape Johns. Her. Yeah, and she thought they were trying to rape her. Right, and triggered in some way. Mm-hmm. So now, now let's talk her criminal mind. Criminal mind. We also gave her a 1.0 in criminal yeah. mind. Yeah, she there wasn't much to it. She yeah. would find somebody that triggered her, and she shot them, and then dumped them. That's it. Same spot, kind of, or just the same. No, it area? was out in the woods. Right, so it didn't matter to her. She wasn't finding the same spot. No, she and she was in the state of Florida, so that's where they were. But Gators yeah, got them. Nope, she was just putting them out in the woods. And then in two instances, one was covered with an electric blanket and the other one was covered with a piece of carpet. That's the, it. The critters are going to find those. Yeah, the gator, The gators can <laughs> yeah, sniff they're them not, out. They're not hermetically sealed. <laughs> no. So now right. let's talk depravity. Depravity. Depravity, once again, 1.0, because yeah. she wasn't jerking her lady ween and, you know. Nope, she wasn't cutting the bodies up. She nope. wasn't uh, doing anything. She was nothing. She was literally, like, dragging them, dropping them, and leaving. Right. That's it. And so this is one of the most famous, this is amongst the most famous American mm-hmm. female serial killers. Serial killers. Mm-hmm. And she has a 1.25 on her danger scale. Yeah. So as of now, the least dangerous of well, the serial it, killers we've covered. Unless you're a middle-aged John right. in 1989, 90. In Florida. <laughs> in Florida. Right. On I-76 or I-75. Right. That's where the danger sat. And we don't know how and many times she even, didn't kill right. people for having sex. Right. So maybe it's a certain kind of sex that you tried. So it's an, it's mm-hmm. like, hey, your kink might get you killed right. in that time period right. with this one person. So mm-hmm. very not dangerous to most humans. So 1.25. Yeah, very low. But her legend is pretty high. Her infamy, which I like. I'm, we're calling it infamy <clears> from <throat> now on because I don't want to. Yeah. not celebrating these fucking no, assholes. They're no. dipshits for a reason. Right. Notoriety. But we have three parts to this, as, as most of you know, if you've listened to the other two. Yeah. Uh, so before she was caught, mm-hmm. it was basically nothing. You gave her a 0.5. Right. Well, because it was nothing. It was a very short period of time. This didn't last for a decade or even, I mean, it was a year it was to a months. year and a half. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was very short. Um, one man was declared missing, and uh, I think he was gone for a week or two before they found him. It wasn't very long. Um, and nobody gave a fuck, really. They well, were really it, looking for him hard, right? It, well, it wasn't 
these these people weren't missing long enough. One was in, none of them were in a deeply advanced stage of decomp by the time they found the bodies. None of them were. So it wasn't that long before they found them. So she just had a bad string of months. And it was a short period like, of time, so there wasn't all. a lot of news, wasn't a lot of media about it. So nobody really knew. However, once the court case began, everything okay. began to change. So after the trial, yes. you gave her a 4.5. Yes, and that's because media behaving badly. Mm. Once um, again, that's like the theme of pretty much right. any show we ever do. Of ever. course, her crimes were legit. They were legit crimes. Yes, you're not supposed to kill people. But in defense, you can, obviously. If somebody's yeah, trying to rape you, kill I, them. I just don't think that... But the, seven the, times. I just don't think... I cannot... They're coming right for me again and I, again and again and I again. I cannot get behind this being self-defense. I can't. Uh, maybe the first one. Maybe the first one. But not the consistent... Not the consecutive ones after that. Plus, under the circumstances, the media was coming out with some crazy-ass stories. Right. And I didn't throw a lot of them. I didn't throw any of the crazy stories. I tried to stick to factual stuff here. Mm -hmm. But there's so many misrepresentations out there uh, in the tabloids. I mean, even if you look at that documentary, Eileen, Life and Death of a Serial Killer. Okay. Uh, it's just shy of two hours. It's a good documentary. There's some cringe-worthy, brutal moments in there where you're going, ugh. So, because people are saying, I never said that, or I didn't oh. do that, or they're lying. I want to know. I, you know, how do I, how do I get them to recant? Right. You can't. Lawsuits, but right. once the people see it, they see it. Yeah. So there's also stuff in there. You'll get to see the, uh, the degradation of her psyche because she does go through and she talks about a lot of stuff. Now, there's and a lot of footage of her. There is. There's a lot of interview footage. Yeah. Okay. People were fascinated by this. That's why the 4.5. Right. Just went. They just went yeah. nuts. And there's movies and. Well, that leads to the infamy. So yeah. there's. So you got to before the trial 0.5 because mm -hmm. nobody knew anything and nobody cared about the guys that were dying. Right. Uh, after the trial, 4.5, it exploded because yeah. people were like, holy fuck, women don't usually do this. Right. Well, they don't do it with a gun. That's no. for sure. Right. They poison the fuck out of dudes like yeah. a, good, a good lady should. Yeah. Uh, but inf the infamy, <laughs> and the way we look at infamy is like how how much has popular culture caught on to it? How long has the the legend lived, mm -hmm. and how much has it grown since when it first started, or mm -hmm. how much has it sustained? Because a four point five, it's hard mm -hmm. to grow much beyond that. But you gave the infamy four for yeah, Mrs. Warnus. Yeah, well, I mean, there's two movies. There's there's a video game. There's there's the collector's <clears throat> card set. Kind of like kind of like uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh, I'd like to know if you can go anywhere in the U.S. and mention Eileen Warnos's name and people are like, who? I don't think it's, I think it's a, because it was a, a huge movie that Charlize Maybe. Theron played I, in. But she, like her name's kind of hard to pronounce. Like I had to write it down so I could get it. Well, if you, okay, so you go out in a public and you say. I mean, stupid people like me don't know stuff. You go out and you say, have you seen that movie Monster yes. with Charlize Theron? And they're that like, fuck fair. yeah, I have. That is very fair. So they know who, they know the or story. Or remember that one time where Charlize Theron did not look her best? They're like, oh yeah, 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 that one movie. <laughs> About the serial killer lady. That's all you have to say, I think. Yeah. That's they know very rude of me to say I know, but okay. So that's that's with our that's both of our uh, dipshit meter things. Yeah. So now it's time to go on to dipshit number two. Dipshit number two. Our second story is about Amy Dugan Archer Gilligan, and her nickname was Sister. Uh, she's a nursing home owner and serial killer from Windsor, Connecticut. She murdered at least five people by poisoning them. Poisoning them. Now I say at least. 
because they actually dug the corpses up and investigated and she was for sure for sure convicted of these people but there's dozens of people she oh boy we're gonna get into that one of her victims was her second husband michael gilligan and the others were residents of her nursing home Hmm. so amy dugan was born on october 31st Dun, 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 dun. She was the She's Halloween lady. lady. Nice. Uh, 18- no guarantee that you're going to go off and murder folk, but you know, <laughs> it makes the story more interesting. 1873 to James Dugan and Mary Kennedy in Milton, Connecticut. The eighth of 10 children. She came from a very large family. No guarantee that you're... <laughs> never mind, in 1897, Archer Gilligan married her first husband, James Archer, and they had a daughter named Mary in either... December 1897 or 1899 depends on the sources, you know, because nobody can seem to agree on that. Okay. In 1901, the couple, the couple became live-in caretakers for an ed- elderly widower named John Seymour. Seymour lived in Windsor while his sole remaining relatives were in California. After Seymour died in 1904, his heirs rented the house to the archers and allowed them to turn it into an elderly home named Sister Amy's Boarding Home for the Elderly. However, Seymour's family decided to sell the house in 1907. So, using their own savings, the Archers purchased another home in the same location and established their new business there, the Archer Home for the Elderly and the Infirm. Hmm. Okay, so... So, they're doing good deeds. Yeah, They're, they're so good folk in the community, it seems. Archer's Home for Elderly People and Chronic Invalids was the first name, and then they switched it over. So Archers, huh? Yeah, they, they were the Archers. Just the tip. <laughs> that's how you get ants. Is that what do you want ants? Because that's how you get ants. Residents could either pay the fee of seven dollars to twenty-five dollars a week, or a flat fee of a thousand for being taken care of for the rest of their life. Oh, I got it. What the shit, Lana? That'd be a good name for something. What the shit, Lana? Okay. I think so. Go ahead. Now the thing here I find interesting is the individuals that paid seven to twenty-five dollars a week lived. Oh no! The people that paid thousand oh, dollars no. for being taken care of for the rest of their life died quickly after. E- yeah, so uh, you know she had a contract that she had to fulfill with people she wanted the money. Uh, so they yeah. were also encouraged to make uh, Archer Gilligan beneficiary. That's of spooky. Their- uh, real quick, sorry. Yeah. I wonder if people that are in old folks' homes right now are like, "Please pay the bill, you guys." If they, if you don't pay the bill. I mean, I wonder if that thought goes through people's minds. And I I wonder if that thought's going to go through my mind in the future. I used to work. Please become a patron at Skycast. (laughs) I used to work in long-term care. Right. I was was a nurse in long-term care. That's right. Remember? Yeah. And I worked with... Uh, did you kill a bunch of people? No. Okay, no. But I did work with the elderly. Did you kill a couple of people? I, I killed no one. <laughs> I, know. Uh, I worked with the elderly and I worked with um, uh, end-of-life patients. I worked with people that had Alzheimer's and that sort of thing. Yeah. And it was a concern. Um, and, but bad. it wasn't... The, they weren't concerned that they were going to be killed. I mean, I don't think anybody... Civiliz- they, civilization makes you feel a little bit more safe right, than that. But they were, Not much, they were but concerned. A, a lot of them were concerned. The ones that were cognitive. Mm-hmm. Cognizant? <laughs> Cognizant. <laughs> Cognizant. They were concerned about their bills and making sure the family was paying the bills. Because, you know, if something went wrong, they're like, what did, did they pay their bill? You know, it was a concern. Damn, dude. So I had... That's not okay. No. That's really not. And I consoled my, more than my share of individuals going, that is not something you should be worried about at all. This has nothing to do with the bill. Right. And I bet... Nothing at all. All I need to do is go into the storage room over here and go get you a new razor. That's all. Done. And it's completed. It's finished. And when we're done shaving, 
I'm going to take you to go eat lunch. Yay. Yay. Okay. And we get to sing Wheels on the Bus go round and round down the hall while I oh, no, that's you down. <laughs> that's That's... No. no. no okay. She asked for... This one lady, I'll never forget her. This one lady asked for that every time I put her in her wheelchair and we went down the hall. That's cute. And we'd sing. It that's was... It was... I really enjoyed that job. I, I love that job I so bet you much. Were good at it too. Yeah, I've heard it was a lot of stories. I will say, I bet. I'm sorry, I, I totally m- digressed the, all over. Oh, this, it was my didn't fault. I? I, I stopped it, and, <laughs> and sorry, guys. But I bet, I bet ninety, ninety-five percent, ninety-nine percent of all the places that do these things for mm-hmm. the elderly uh, are were founded by people that wanted to help. Oh yeah. Are Mm-hmm. Th- are staffed by people that want to help. Oh, like, things things changed. <coughs> uh, really, things changed for the better after this situation. Like I want to, I want to throw it this. It became regulated after oh, this. Okay. Yeah, they started regulating long term care facilities, um, and this wasn't just for this reason. But after this occurred, this and many others were being brought to light, and they started regulating these services. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 I digressify. Go, please continue. <laughs> now I got to figure out where I was at Oh, here. shit. I ruined the digressification. Um, let's see. Oh, that's right. They were encouraged to make uh, Archer Gilligan beneficiary of their estates so that they could manage the finances more easily after they passed. So she was having them sign their entire estate over to her and her husband. So she attended church weekly and made generous donations to the Catholic Church and was generally thought of as a pillar of the local community. It's a good if you give some charity yeah. out, that's a good way to make your grift look right. better. So now this is where things start to kind of go downhill a little bit. The Archers had their first legal troubles in 1909 when the family of a resident sued them for five thousand dollars. Five thousand dollars in nineteen oh nine, claiming that they had kept their relative in unsanitary conditions when he was found with bed sores and dried feces. Another resident who complained against his living quarters around the same time was removed after Amy had him declared insane and it and admitted into a mental asylum. Wow. Right. So Things were getting a little weird around 1909. This whole thing started, I think, in 1907. The archers advertised their service in the local newspaper. Boarders would pay a weekly fee, blah, 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 Mm -hmm. you know. So, unfortunately, many chose the latter, and that's that $1,000 option. So, once that $1,000 was paid, there was no other money coming in, and that pretty much sealed their fate in these uh, locations, which is really really sad Very. so the elder care outside of the family was too new an enterprise for regulatory agencies to monitor the quality of care uh, but in 1909 the McClintock family of West Hanford sued the archers for the lack of care given for an elderly family member and that five thousand dollars is equivalent to a hundred and fifty thousand dollars today that's what I was thinking yeah Archer and, and that, that was when that was written and as of today it's now like four hundred and fifty probably yeah <laughs> monetary policy no i did the i did the calculation oh for today oh it's for yeah, 2022 it, yeah okay I, d- I just did the well tomorrow it will be four hundred and fifty thousand dollars <laughs> because we've got a lot of geniuses well so stuff. archer her husband died on february 10th 1910 only a few weeks after she took a life insurance policy out on him yeah. That's not suspicious at few, all. Just a few weeks. But she was probably one of the first ones. Right. You know what I mean? Because right? now it's like, we all know that's suspicious. But she, the, people were like, oh, that makes sense. Well, his death. I don't know. The weird thing is his death was attributed to Bright's disease. Mm. And Bright's disease is like a catch-all term for kidney issues. Mm. Um, it's kind of like. What, what an optimistic they? name for something that probably hurts like fuck. Right. Well, it is, it is painful. 
Um, and there's several unrelated kidney conditions that could be Bright's disease. But anyways, uh, he had never been diagnosed with any kidney issues prior. So this was just, it just came on. He signed the paperwork and it gave him kidney disease. <laughs> and then he died. Jeez. Archer Gilligan continued to manage the retirement home alone for three years with her and her daughter. And then she turned around and she married Michael Gilligan, a widower who had repeatedly shown interest in investing in her business. She's like, oh, you want to invest, bitch? All right, we'll put a ring on it. Mm -hmm. And he did. Um. Three months later, on February 20th, 1914, Gilligan died from what was determined to be severe indigestion. <laughs> Or bad decision-making previously <laughs> with the marriage thing Severe there. Severe indigestion. Character. And he died of a stomachache. Uh, a, will, a will written during their brief marriage dictated that all of his possessions would go to his wife and none to Gilligan's four adult sons from his previous marriage. <laughs> this will was revised after Archer Gilligan's conviction and determined to have been forged by her. So mortality rates also increased dramatically during the residence, uh, among the residents of the nursing home after Archer's death. While only 12 people died from 1907 to 1910 when he was alive, 48 died in a five year span between 1911 and 1916. Yeesh. Yeah. And those were all the people that paid the thousand bucks. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. It's weird. So, it's like um, she had an accountant's brain for. I know. It's like, well, this She's person's like, well, this life is here, worth this much, but they're. It was probably color coded, you know, yeah. color coded three by five cards. Mm -hmm. uh, so among the deceased uh, was Franklin R. Andrews. He was a healthy 61 year old man who had been seen gardening in the home just a few hours before he died. Andrews' death was attributed to a gastric ulcer. Also, gastrointestinal issues suspicious but his siblings were suspicious and more so after they learned from andrew's past correspondence that archer gilligan had been pursuing him for money mm. she was pressuring him for more and more money it was later found that many other nursing homes dead residents had passed away after donating a large sum suspicious to amy's funds so they do what she asks yeah and they uh, well so Nellie Pierce, man, I don't want the old phone folks home for me. If possible. So please uh, subscribe, uh, but you can buy a t-shirt <laughs> so the government doesn't take so care Franklin, of, me and none of my damn kids. Franklin Oops. Andrews, a 61 year old who died of a gastric ulcer. Mm -hmm. His sister Nellie shared her suspicions with the local district attorney, but then she was ignored. So um, she took it to the newspaper, the Hartford Current, which ran a story titled murder factory Sheesh. so this is nothing has been proven it was just see this is what the media does right right so the police then it did encourage an investigation right the police exhumed the bodies of archer gilligan and three former tenants all which tested positive for either arsenic or strychnine mm -hmm. drugstore employees confirmed that they had sold large quantities of arsenic to amy or some of her tenants acting in her name so she was sending these because you imagine in your own mind you're like i'm gonna kill you i need this poison i need you to go to the store because i'm gonna sadistic isn't it that's some nazi yeah. shit. yeah so she made them go get the poison that was going to kill them eventually unbeknownst that's to cruel. them right By itself is cruel so supposedly to kill rats and bed bugs in the home that was her excuse i mean that's a name um, named for people but whatever so at this at the same time honey what i don't know i mean <laughs> at the same time a female private investigator named zola bennett was hired by the Connecticut State Police as an undercover Secret agent. person in the house as a resident, gathering evidence of the living conditions inside and Amy's swindling of her residence. 
Archer Gilligan, Amy. But then he took a was arrested. Some tea. She was arrested and tried for five murders, but four of the charges were dropped before sentencing. On June 18, 1917, she was found guilty of the remaining charge, Andrew's murder, and sentenced to death. However, she appealed and was granted a, reti- a retrial in 1919, where she pleaded not guilty by reason of insanity. So she said, I, I was crazy for all of these. I'm not now, but I was crazy for all of these years. Oopsie. She was found guilty again, but this time they didn't buy it. She was sentenced to life in prison, so she wasn't going to be hanged. Mm. In 1924, she was declared temporarily insane and transferred to the Connecticut Hospital for the Insane in Middletown, where she remained there until her death in 1962 due to natural causes. So basically, she, she lived was, a long life. She lived a long life. She was cared for. You know, it was just it was, it was just terrible. So basically, this woman, she killed many, many people. I'm going to go here. We'll cover the symptoms of the arsenic poisoning, but I'm going to cover a few things here. But she killed people for profit. Right. So didn't you have... Didn't this you, is like Harold Shipman, the... Uh, what That's was he? what he was like, Doctor Death. I think is what they oh, called okay. him in England. Okay, and we covered him on Time Suck. Yeah, and he killed. I, I want to say a couple hundred people. Well, this woman killed all these people in six years. That's crazy because he did that in his career, and I believe you have to you check out Time Suck or any other mm-hmm. kind of deep dive podcast for that. But yeah, I think he killed a couple hundred, mm-hmm. and he did it in a similar way. He got caught by signing money over to himself, having them, you know, forging did, documents. Was he poisoning them? Yeah. Or was he injecting them with, you know, uh, medication that medication for sure stop their hearts? Yeah, I think it was medication. I, I did a lot of research on a lot of different folk. I'd have to refresh on them. <sighs> but it does remind me of this every time we're hearing it. It's like, gee, because it's not super like, I guess it, there is some violence too, depending on what the oh. poison is. Well, <laughs> we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. She didn't pick the nice ones, apparently. N- no. Well, what was available, strychnine and arsenic are both. Right. Horrible poisons. Harold Shipman had quite a bit better stuff, I think. So, but who knows? Maybe they were exactly that, and I'm just a moron and I forget <laughs> things because I smoke too much dope or something. Or you're dumb. Go her, ahead. her known victims: February 10th, 1910, James Archer, her first husband. He was 50. And then the next year, Hilton Griffith, 81. In 1912, 15 unnamed people were killed. In 1913, 13 unnamed people were killed. Wow. Um, 1914, we've got February 20th, Michael Gilligan, 58, her second husband. Charles Smith, 87, on April 9th, May 29th. So just over a month later, Franklin Andrews of 61. Some guy that overcharged her at the butcher store. She's like, fuck that. December 3rd. Have some tea. Alice Gowdy, 69. And then with unspecified dates because her record keeping was shoddy, Five unnamed people. 1915, seven unnamed people. 1916, Maud Lynch. She was 33. Damn. Yeah. She was one of the helpers and she died. But she drank some of the tea. She died of how, stomach how was, problems. How were they poisoned? Was and it like in a bunt cake Five or unnamed or? people. Basically, she was suspected to be responsible for more than 60 deaths in total between 1910 and 1916. Right. So that's so where that's, we're at. That's crazy. As far as how she poisoned them, I could not find, I, I had a hard time finding any information on this I mean, It had woman. to be through food or drink. It had to be through food or drink, absolutely. Well, this leads us to like to the actual kinds yeah. of poisoning, So right? arsenic. Can, they, can you smell it? Can you? T- arsenic is undetectable. So arsenic is, uh, you can't taste it. I think, yeah, arsenic, you can't taste, you can't smell. It just, it just kind of disappears into food. The, the symptoms of arsenic poisoning, though, they go from 
red and swollen skin. Skin changes the colors. Uh, you can get warts. You can get lesions. There's swellings of, you know, boils and that sort of thing. Abdominal pain is number one, though. Abdominal pain so intense. Watery, bloody diarrhea. Oh, God. Vomiting with blood. Eey. Abnormal heart rhythm. Cramps to the point where you can't move. Yeah. Tingling in the fingers and numbness in the toes. Tingling and numbness in the fingers and toes. Constant sore, sore throat. Headache. But essentially, uh, you, 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 go, you go blind. You have seizures. And you end up dying. It's a slow death. It's, it's a very, a it's a very painful death. Now, depending on the dose that you get, she slowly poisoned these people because these people, well, not all of them, a couple of them, she gave them massive doses and they died uh, the next day. A lot of these people though were sick for days at a time. So she was poisoning them. And the thing with arsenic is it's, it's a, it's a metal. So you don't know how much it takes to poison somebody. You just have to just, and it stays in the body. So you, when you give them the poison, it may, what will make one person super sick and then they start improving is going to kill this person. So mm. basically she just kept giving it to them until they died. So she was experimenting. Yeah. And she probably was really good at it by the end. I'm so sure. symptoms. She's like, well, he's about 180. I think that's about. Four teaspoons? <laughs> the thing with arsenic is... Four teaspoons, that's probably enough to kill like an, oh, an army of Oh, it's probably an army, yeah. No. So uh, symptoms of acute arsenic exposure generally occur, occur at the, the beginning within 30 to 60 minutes. Hmm. So within half an hour to an hour after consuming something that has been laced with arsenic, you start getting abdominal cramps. Um, so all these people would have known. They would they have known something is wrong. Yeah. But these were, but they were sick too. They already. were elderly people. Yeah. Well, so, anyways, that's um, that's pretty much where you're at. So Arsenic. the lesson is: let's Horrible get some robots. Day. We need robots in the future to take care of us when we're Horrible old. way to die. Nice, soft-spoken robots. Mm-hmm. That, that just they have padded. They're, they're not. They're not mean-looking. <laughs> they're they're not like kill the old people. <laughs> they're like, I yes, I will wipe your butt, and I will not judge you. I'm happy to wipe your butt. I have nerf arms. Do not fear me. You know, it's there was there was uh, when I was going through my education and I was learning in this this one hospital uh, in Colorado. Somebody said something and it triggered a memory a couple of weeks ago because I saw it in a meme. And I was like, I remember when she said when this lady said this to another person I was working with. The person that I was working with made a comment about one of our patients having a bad day. And uh, you're taught to be, you shouldn't have to be taught to be empathetic. You should be empathetic going in. That's why you're doing the job. This woman was not as empathetic as she should have been. And she was complaining to the head nurse saying, they're giving me a hard time. She's giving me a hard time. This woman didn't want to take a bath and she was she was exerting the only control she had in the and the only power she had left and that yeah. was in her decision making. And you have to honor that. Very much so. Although you still have to bathe them, but if it means waiting an extra day, wait an extra day. Right. It's not a big that day is not going to hurt anyone. Give it an hour, you know? Oftentimes they feel better cuz they made their choice, come back an hour later and say, "How about now?" Do you think you feel better? And nine times out of ten, they're going to go, yeah. Anyways, this this uh, other lady that I was working with said she's giving me a hard time. She doesn't want to shower or bathe or whatever. 
And the head nurse looked at her and she said, she's not giving you a hard time. She's having a hard time. Right. And I saw those exact words in a meme the other day or a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot about that. Mm. She's not giving you a hard time. She lives here. Right. This is your wage. She is having a hard time. But this and is her you life. need to understand where she's coming from and where she's at. Try and put yourself in her shoes and you yeah. know, move from there. Anyways, That's her life too, though. That lady, she's like, this sucks. I'm not going to pay enough. Well, and she left. She, she, ended up, she ended up leaving. So anyways. It's complicated. Nuances. Yeah. Um, but if people like uh, Amy... Archer Gilligan should never be allowed anywhere within <laughs> anybody else's food, right. caring God. for anyone. Do not give people like that power in you, any way. But how do you determine I know. without without them doing it? That's why there is there is no utopia in our future, Mm-mm. my fellow no. humans. At least it's regulated now. There's right. checks and balances within these systems. Uh, these in the, these um, locations and these businesses that you have to meet these requirements. Yeah. So I'm thankful for that, and I know I had to work to meet those requirements, and it's hard. <laughs> right. It, it's sense, it's hard, but it's necessary. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. Anyways. Well, is it dipshit meter time? I think it's dipshit meter time. The dipshit meter. All right, here we are with the dipshit meter time. Our final mm-hmm. dipshit mm-hmm. of the day. She's actually uh, higher than Monster mm-hmm. because she killed maybe 60 people. Well, she killed 60 instead of seven. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the gun is different than the, the poison for some reason. Oh, I but wonder. the poison mm-hmm. is much more ridiculously violent in some cases where it's some like, holy people, fuck, you can suffer. Some people will keel over really quickly and die of heart failure. And other people will lay there and vomit and shit blood. <sighs> and seize and be unable to move and be stuck in their own mind for days before they die. So horribly cruel. Okay, so let's talk about Amy Archer Gilligan's brutality. Yep. Brutality. So you gave her 3.0 on brutality. I did. And that's it, but she didn't stab anybody. Nope. She didn't punch anybody. Nope. We don't even know how big she was. She probably wasn't like just <laughs> she was very small. Out. She I think she was only five foot one. Okay. She was very so little. So she wasn't lady. choking out, Mm-mm. you know. World, they called her war dim- one veterans. They called her diminutive. Civil War veterans. Diminutive. <laughs> diminutive. That is a word that's not used very Mm-mm. often anymore. Mm-mm. Super tiny. Very tiny. Well, but she was still brutal because of the kind of poison yes. that she used. She and the- chose rat poison, Fuck. and it's absolutely horrendous to die of something like that. It's. It's painful. Well, what the fuck are we doing that to rats for? <laughs> what are we doing here, humans? We're, actually, we're not nice to earthlings. Actually, although you will still find that stuff in rat poison today, they've changed the ingredients now. It's a more loving way to kill a fucking... They basically desiccate. Yeah. Instead of... Well, they desiccate. They dry out from the from the inside out. Good God. Yeah. That's way better. <laughs> it's still, Sign me up for it's that. It's still horrible. It's, yeah. better, it's better than... Getting stuck in a mouse trap on the wrong end and then slowly suffering to death. Very much so, yes. Yeah. So, uh-huh. which is why I, I prefer catch and release traps. Right. Fair <laughs> enough. It's just weird living on the earth. I know. Sharing I know. this space we all with have other to earthlings. Share. Mm-hmm. All right. So, now let's talk about cruelty. Cruelty. So, cruelty 3.0. Yeah. And I. Because s- of the same reason with these fucking poisons, it really. Was, it wasn't just the poison. Right, right, right. It was the mistreatment of these individuals that were infirmed they were older a, a lot of them were unable to care for themselves meaning 
They can't bathe themselves. They're incapable of getting in and out of bed without assistance. They can't dress themselves without assistance. Um, so you need to be a patient person to deal. You you absolutely and do. They have to. They have can't a whole lot feed. Of they might have choking issues, yeah. swallowing problems, that sort of stuff. Maybe even cognitive issues where. Mm memory problems, all of this with a woman who doesn't give a shit. And the fact that they brought those two cases against her for cruelty. These individuals have to, they're incontinent. They can't care for themselves. They can't use the toilet like we do right. because they just can't get out of bed. So these people were, you know, were just laying in their own filth, yeah. covered in what happens when you lay in your own filth. You end up with sores, which get infected. It's just absolutely terrible. So the cruelty was extremely high. Then she got tired of caring for them and she poisoned them, which was hopefully quick, but most of the time not. And it was long drawn out and extremely painful. And so, and for money. You can imagine the smells of that place. Oh yeah. But you can imagine the sounds of that place. Oh, oh, horrible. That is horrible. So now let's talk about this uh, piece of shit's criminal mind. Criminal mind. So 1.75, she wasn't mm-hmm. a genius that's by any stretch. No, nope, She no, got no. caught, she was just living in her own little bubble, it seems like. She was, yeah. you know, in her own little world, kind of queen, empress of the universe. Yeah, she wasn't very smart about and it. And normal people came in, they were like, what the fuck are you doing, you dumb asshole? Yeah, when you have person after person after person after person dying in your care, and they are continually signing over their estate to <laughs> right. you, somebody is going to say something and right. it's going to be noticeable well shipman only got away with that a few times probably got away with it several times but he it was, mm-hmm. that's what happened to him he got bold with certain oh. amounts of numbers because he was mm-hmm. killing people that were really i mean he was a well-known doctor i believe in the town too, yeah or at least a well-trusted and i remember area. i remember yeah. him he was he was and even after his conviction or people the, were like he was a wonderful like, man yeah, yeah. He, he's he was the best man at my wedding mm-hmm. yeah, we named our son's middle name after him yeah i remember uh, but 1.75 <clears throat> because she really wasn't. She wasn't that smart. No. I mean, she was she was going about doing these things, but she just wasn't that. She didn't have the criminal mind. If she wanted to do this and the longevity of torturing these people, she would have stolen items from them maybe. Right. Instead of having their, having their entire estate signed over legally because there's paper trail there. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty dumb. Oh, yeah. Anyways. It's pretty dumb. Yeah. Imagine a person... In the situation of this Amy Gilligan motherfucker that had a criminal mind of a five. Mm. Mm. Or had a cruelty in a criminal mind of a five. You would have uh, Albert Fish. Yeah, he would. Mm-hmm. He would. All right. <laughs> so now our last little bit. Depravity. Depravity. So depravity, very low. Mm, extremely. 0.5. Yeah. So lowest of the, of the day for Amy. Right. And I gave her that because once they passed... Uh, although, you know, she just kind of ignored them while they were in the actively dying process. Once they passed, she called the coroner and had them taken away when they were cremated or services were held and they were treated uh, with respect by family and those that uh, cared for the bodies postmortem. So there was no depravity. She wasn't, you know, right. that we know there of There was no anyways. lady wean jerking no. on the bodies and stuff. She yeah. wasn't rolling around in the shit left over after they died, right. as far as I know. Well, good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank well, goodness. Yeah. But overall, <laughs> she ended up getting a 2.06. Yeah. Which is higher than uh, the monster, Eileen mm-hmm. Warnos. 
and is actually up there with a couple, yeah. at least one of the serial killers that we talked about before. I think it's up there with, mm-hmm. with uh, Guyan. It was all because the sheer number of people that she murdered in a six-year span. That's 10 people. That's that's every month and a half she killed someone yeah. for six Fuck. years, basically. Fuck. And the brutal way she did it. Poisoning is not pretty. It never has been. And to the best of my knowledge, it never will be. Imagine being an employee there. Ugh. Where you're like, uh, how come everybody dies here like right. real fast? Like right. that guy was in the garden and now he's dead. Just and yesterday guy, he was planting daisies and uh, now he's pushing up daisies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um pum. All right, now let's talk about why why this lady doesn't have any notoriety. Notoriety. So before her trial, before people knew about what was happening, you gave her 1.5 on our mm-hmm. notoriety scale for that. Mm-hmm. And why is that? Because, first of all, she was running a end-of-life home. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was uh, for the elderly. So when people passed away there, it wasn't a big surprise. Mm-hmm. They were there because they were at the end of their, their life. But there were some suspicious circumstances. I gave her a higher number simply because the families were getting very suspicious, right. especially once they realized that... All of the will and and the whole estate and the house and everything, all of a sudden, they've been here for four months, Mm -hmm. Amy, and now you own our entire family legacy. Yeah. What the fuck? That that doesn't make sense. Right. So, and that's why I gave her that prior to the court, the trial, I gave her that number because people were going, um... Hmm. No. The sum's not right here. You don't you don't get my fucking horse that I've been riding since I was fucking, you know. <laughs> you don't 18. get grandma's lace gloves. Sorry. Yeah, yeah sorry. Right. So, but then after mm-hmm. everything came out in the trial and she was discovered, 3.5 yeah. became a big deal. It was because she was 60 can, fucking people potentially. That the the sheer number of people. Additionally, how it was done. Additionally, the fact that she was a well-known person in her area, churchgoer, donated a lot of money to the church, and she was a super tiny little thing. So you look at this five foot tall, probably 110 pound woman at the very most soaking wet when you look at her pictures, mm-hmm. she looked like a mouse. She okay. just looked so, I don't know, little. She looked little. To have her kill this number of people and the way she did it. Well, she was basically Mother Teresa. That's why they called her sister. Sister. Mm-hmm. Is because she was, you know, mm-hmm. doing all these things that she a was supposed Teresa to type be, character would be doing. She was supposed to be doing God's work. Well, you know, God does kill 100% of the things <laughs> he creates. He or she or it or probably nothing at all. Yeah. Um, all right. So how about the infamy? In the infamy scale, 0.05. Nobody's ever heard of her. Nobody's ever heard of her. Now, she's up there. Uh, She's kind of listed with other poisoners, which is pretty much women uh, in our history. But uh, there was one play which was turned into a movie called uh, Arsenic and Lace, I think. Hmm. And that's pretty much it. That's also a book. Okay. So you gave her, yeah, 0.5. So Mm -hmm. there's almost nothing on her. Well, when you say the name... Yeah. Now when, even, when you well, even say, oh, you know, the woman that killed 60 people in the early 1900s at the, you know, long-term care facility, they're, they're, like, they're Lizzie, still like, Lizzie Borden, who? did she do that? Who? They're like, no. Yeah. I only know one old-timey so, murder girl. Zero infamy It doesn't help woman. that her name is Amy Archer Dugan Gilligan Sister, <laughs> you know, Esquire <laughs> the third. 
Like all of those names don't right. help with the right. legend. Jeffrey Dahmer. It's not as easy to spell as you might think, but it's fucking right there. It's very, very short yeah. on the syllables. Amy Dugan Archer Gilligan, also known as Sister. sister. I yeah. just call her Sister. Well, 1.83 is what we gave the, her on the notoriety scale overall. So yeah. she's really not known at all. Mm-mm. Even though at the time well, it was a big deal, when it was they found a huge out. deal. the The trial was a huge deal because people were completely aghast at what they learned. That's right. Yeah. All right, we'll see you on the other side of this little soundy thing. Dipshit files conclusions. All right, so now we're going to actually make the comparison between the two stories that we just had. The reason I chose this is we hear when we think about serial killers. We think about the ones that we've covered and 500 more. Nobody really takes into consideration that women can be serial killers. Be afraid. Uh, Sadistic, brutal, cruel, and Which blows my mind because we can be all of those things. Yeah, everyone knows. But we do ignore ignore it publicly. We're like, no, sugar and spice. Remember that shit? Oh, goodness. Well, Well, I know that. Not all. I don't think I could ever be sadistic. Honestly, I just, I don't, it's just, I don't have it in me. But can I be cruel? Fuck yeah, I can. can I know I can. vengeful? Yeah. Don't fuck with the... I was yeah. married before you. So yes, I can be vengeful. <laughs> Even though I wasn't, Right. I could be. Right. I felt that way, but I didn't act on it. Well, good. Anyways, the, the comparisons between these two. So we've got two women, 100 years apart. Mm-hmm. One woman killed 60 people in six years. The other woman killed seven people in a year and a half. So both very similar, like, ratio. Kind kind of, I guess. If she, if Eileen Warnos would have had a few more years, it would have been up there. <laughs> I mean, if she could have had the same amount of years, it would have been all right. They had different uh, upbringings mm. because Amy was from a kind of, a, she was from a poorer family, but mm-hmm. she was still from a well-known kind of family in that area, and they were church-going, and Eileen Warnos came from a completely different situation very much so yeah one woman poisoned people and gave them a slow drawn out painful death 60 of them the other woman quickly ended lives of seven men by shooting them to death neither of them were very depraved right they didn't revel in the fact mm -mm. that they were killing these folks no there was there wasn't to an end in a lot of ways right right and i have read a few stories which i'd like to bring in eventually of women who killed that reveled in the depravity of the killing. Yeah. But it's not as common. Right. It's just not. Fair enough. And I don't know why. Well, that's um, a probably a topic for another, another yeah. time. But anyways, the comparison there. Do you have anything? That I, would be my comparison. One seems like picking on the, the weakest people in society. It's almost like just going to a little, you know, a little, where they have a bunch of babies and just picking them off. Kind mm-hmm. of thing, where it's mm-hmm. like, they can't do anything they right can't, they can't defend themselves so what right. a weak way to do it uh alien War- eileen warnos was more i mean she was living in the jungle basically mm-hmm. it's it's a fucking dangerous place to live mm. it, when you're in that kind of profession that she was profession mm-hmm. you know the world that she fell into right and, and so you know very different when it comes to that i mean mm-hmm. amy dugan lived in a, in a <clears> bubble <throat> she of, did. Her, of her own design where mm. she was god yep and probably enjoyed that bit i can only imagine mm-hmm. how controlling she was Eileen Warnos, I feel like in some sense she was killing to have some power. See, and that's, I agree with you there. Amy Dugan. She didn't Amy, have power in her life. Amy Archer Gilligan was reveling in the power that she acquired and she wanted more and more. Mm-hmm. And she was kind of cruel about it. Mm-hmm. Eileen Warnos was more trying to take back a power that she had never had. Yes. So. Yeah. So very distinct contrast between the two it's interesting for my brain 
Because when I heard the name Eileen Warnos prior to researching, I was like, oh God, fucking crazy serial killer lady. And then I did some research on her and looked into it. And although... Tragic life, showcasing the tragic world that is right. that, that world. Now, that underbelly. Tr- trying to take into consideration, though, there was very little proof about her childhood. Right. Very little proof about the stories that she told. True. Except for the fact... just run with shit. Right. Yeah. Um, because she was a, a notoriously dishonest person. Her brother, he wasn't anything like her, although he did commit suicide. Mm. So, you know... Hmm. No, 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 no. That was her grandpa that committed suicide. Her brother died of cancer. That's oh. right. He was only 21 okay. when he died of cancer. Right, that's right. There's very little evidence that what she said happened actually happened. A lot of people denied that it ever happened. So it's really hard to say. But it doesn't matter. She believed it to be true. Right. Yeah. She, that's the world that really is in all that matters head. for motivating a human. And really, what do they believe? In, in, in all honesty, uh, our existence, what we believe to be true is our reality. It yep. really is. Absolutely. So if you believe that your life is a living hell, your Welcome life hell. is a living hell. Yeah. If you're a victim in this world, yeah. then you're a victim to everything. And that is your mentality. Right. That is your lens to view the world. Right. And, and you, there are absolute victims in this world that do not victim. They don't view themselves as victims. Right. And that's what therapists are trying to yeah, do. Is exactly. trying to get people to see. It's like you, if you yeah. keep yourself in this situation, which is out of people's control a lot mm-hmm. of the time. Mm-hmm. But they're like, if we can trick your subconscious into thinking yeah. that you're not a victim, no matter what happens to you, that right. you were here on a ride and you're just having an experience, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it might be. Whatever it here's may be. Here's some Buddhism. Here's mm-hmm. some stoicism. <laughs> here's some good luck. Life yep. is fucking hard. We're sorry. We don't know either. Yep. As soon as I'm done with this session, I'm going to go fucking get fucking drunk <laughs> at the bar because I don't know either. <laughs> But I do want to ask you, uh, yeah. between Eileen and Amy, mm-hmm. Eileen has a 1.25 overall for her danger. Yes. And Amy has a 2.06. Yes. Do you feel that's right? I feel like it's right. I feel it's right. And here's why. In order to become a victim of Amy Archer Dugan. Gilligan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's too many. Pick a name. I know. I know. The, like the, the only way to become a victim of Amy Archer Gilligan is to enter a period of your life Esquire. that everyone enters period. Everyone. I don't care who you are. You're going to enter a period of your life if you live that long right, if you, yeah. where you will become infirm and need assistance from others. Period. Lots it's, to look forward to. Thanks. Thanks. Wife. Uh, it, it's, it's part of the cycle. Indeed. You know, if you live long enough, you're going to go back to a period of time where you need assistance with your day to day. That's just the way it is. So she's a danger. It's that circle of life <laughs> thing or whatever. She is a danger because she is a danger to everyone in those circumstances right. whose family trusted enough to put them in there. Mm-hmm. And she was one of two in that town. Uh, I'm sorry. One of two in that entire County that did this oh, at that so time. Everyone sent there. Yes. Yeah. Only there so was only two. There, there was only two in this area at this time. Sadly, these are people, and I don't mean to say it in a, in a flippant way, but a lot of times people are just kind of thrown away at this point. And that's, you it's know, unfortunately the weird. We talk shit about people <sighs> I know. in the elderly community, and it's really disheartening because yeah. it's like all of us go through that. We should mm-hmm. respect. They have the best stories. They probably they probably have the best. The reason advice. they're the reason they're going into this facility. This is something that I learned when I was working in the facility before, and something that I acquired. It's I guess a perspective I re- acquired. The reason they're going in here 
is because they they successfully lived long enough. They've leveled up the most. They've been here. Yes. They've gone through so much and they've experienced so much that they now have the opportunity to be doing this. Yes. So take so, that into consideration if you ever feel like talking down to somebody mm-hmm. or looking at them as if they're less than or weaker than you because motherfucker, they have been here and they've been Listen. through 10 times more than you have. Right. And they might have been badasses at your age. Yeah, no and they're shit. looking at you like, what a bitch, what well, a punk bitch. But look at it like this. Instead of looking at, a, at an old person and saying, oh, look at the old person. Let me help him. And yeah, think of him like yeah. a child. Think of them as wisdom bags. Yeah. <laughs> because that's that's what you're going to get. I mean, you squeeze them a little bit and the wisdom comes out. A little fart. Of whatever hole, whatever hole's got the least amount of hair blocking it. And wisdom bag for the win. And so be nice to the wisdom bags. We should have little places that we honor the wisdom bags. Well, that was good, honey. Thank you. Uh, and, and, and very true, too. Well, that's, I, I, that's, all, that's why I'm not laughing, because it is a factual... So the victims of Eileen Wuornos was very... It was a very narrow area. You had to be a middle-aged man. You had to be picking up hitchhikers. And you had to be looking for a sex worker. Right. And that's it, pretty so the much. the odds were very, 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 very low. And it was only on I-76. As far as I know, it was right. on one highway. Right. So... So less than lightning. Yeah. Or more than lightning. Whatever, uh, whatever way it is. that goes. Her, her she was like, public danger yeah, you was... You a 50% chance if you put in your old your <laughs> wisdom bag <laughs> into a place... Then what'd you do with your wisdom bag? Well, I put them in the I put them in Amy Dugan Gilligan <laughs> Archer's fucking sister Mary. I put her in her place, and they're probably gonna she's probably gonna die. Yep. We only got a thousand. And bucks. you just lost all your family inheritance. Yeah, but a thousand bucks, even a thousand. She would do that for a thousand bucks in the nineteen tens, nineteen to nineteen sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fuckload of money. It is. Still. A, it is. A, it's a lot of money. I mean, not still like a thousand bucks is a lot of money. That's certainly not true. I didn't anymore. do the calculations for that or the seven dollars to twenty five dollars a week. I didn't do those calculations. So I don't know what that would be. But it was worth it to her to keep those people alive because she kept getting paid. Right. If you Fucking. paid the thousand dollars for life, end of life care, she's like, yeah, and end of life. <laughs> Fuck. I know. Fuck. Ah, well, <sighs> welcome to Earth. So in, if, if you haven't in, heard that story, that's uh, that's something to look forward to. <laughs> in Yay. my personal opinion, I view Amy Sister Archer Gilligan Dugan. as a much more dangerous person than Eileen Warnos. She is. I just do. On the scale, I mean, she's more brutal. Mm-hmm. She's way more cruel. Way more cruel. And uh, But both of them had dumb criminal minds. Yeah. It could have been a lot worse. Yeah. Imagine Amy Dugan with a high criminal mind. Fuck. If she was going oh, Joseph Lord. Fritzl and had like an underground like, <laughs> umbrella corporation, like torture. Ah. All right. Well, uh, and then real quick, the last thing that we'll talk about here mm-hmm. on our two hour podcast. Two hours. Two hours. My is, goodness. Is the notoriety between the two. Really, we have, is, is this right? Warnos is a three. Uh-huh. And Dugan is a 1.83. I still think that's correct. I do too, because she scared the shit out of people when it came out. Yeah. But then it just went away immediately after that. Because for some reason, nobody gives a shit about poisoners. No. Women poisoners are like, oh, they're, they're the they're... big body count people when it comes to serial killing and shit. Yeah. But Their they, own uh, children. Do, yeah, right. You know, them. and oftentimes, as we will see, because I'll be bringing, I'd love to do a, a month of poisoners just to bring them in. So to kind of share, because there's many different ways that they've poisoned. And the downloads just drop. I know. Like, no, and they're need, like, we ah! want butchers. Give us axes. But, I'm not going to poison a guy. I want to stab a guy. I would love to talk about that because there are so many of them. Yeah, I'm interested. And it's crazy because oftentimes they end up poisoning themselves, too, because they get it on their skin. 
they get it on their skin or somehow, you know, they ingest it accidentally over time because they're poisoning people. Mm. They're around it all the time. They're touching it all. They're messing with it. It's going in their sinuses. If they're using a mortar and pestle and grinding that shit up and they end up dying of their own killing mechanism. Not all of them, of course. But it's not unheard of. Fucking A. We should do, maybe we should do like meet six of them or something and we'll yeah. rate all six of them and see. Maybe I could do a quick. See if there's a difference between poisons. Maybe I can do six. I'd love to maybe do six in one episode. Yeah, if that's we what I'm could saying. just back to back. Yeah. I, I suck though because I want, I'm like, oh, well, you got to hear this one story about this one person. I but suck at that. But we're not doing that next week. No. On the other side of this sounder, we'll tell you what we're doing next week. Yeah. Dipshit Files Preview, Episode 4. UFOs is what we're doing <laughs> next week. <laughs> You're like, I'm not sure what that sounds <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I think you were trying to be Mr. T for a second there. I'm not sure. I, I went to say you were something. You pitying a fool and it came out like I that. went to say something and it just kind of came out as a, I don't know what that was. Anyways, there's that now. That's good stuff. <laughs> but we Monique, UFOs. Monique and I want to talk about uh, UFOs, and we have a different scale. Yes. Than our dipshit file uh, meter for mm-hmm. the brutality, or for you know the danger and the notoriety. Yeah. But we uh, we're gonna try the same kind of meter thing mm-hmm. for the oddities of the world and for you know extraterrestrial kind of shit, paranormal. I am so excited to get involved into the oddities. It's gonna be fun. I'm so fucking yeah, excited. We're very I'm, weird, so it should be. Well, right I, I mean, I I really enjoy true crime very much so yeah, we'll, it's a passion of mine but we'll it's be back. so dark i can only do so much before i start walking around here like Ugh. yeah we'll probably only do two three of these a month as far as true crime mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i don't even know if it'll be that many i'm looking at her and she's like mm-hmm. but no we'll see what we do from there we'll go two, into some i think stuff. two is good two is good mm-hmm. although you know i could we could do this the whole time. You just may not like who I am in about three months. Yeah. For our own sanity, we're not going to do it every single week. Uh, three at the most, probably only two. Uh, in those months where there's five, maybe we'll do something. No. But we'll we're, see. We'll have some fun. We've got some real fun ones coming up. We've had a lot of, lot of interesting conversations in the planning mm-hmm. and, and kind of coming up with the different topics that we want to talk about mm-hmm. and that we might know something about. Mm-hmm. And I don't know shit when it comes to uh, serial killers. Really, I'm not a true crime fan. I just researched the shit out of it for Dan. Mm-hmm. So, But I, I am a fan of good writing, and there were some good books in there that mm-hmm. I read. Oh, we got it. You have such a cool library of stuff now, oh, don't you? I do. Nice. I have a very full library. I, I have, again, once uh, again, a red flag library <laughs> about all the terrible things. Mm-hmm. The FBI's like, well, this guy can't be safe. Yeah. <laughs> this guy certainly can't be up to good things. Well, if anybody <laughs> looks at my Google hit search history just in the past few days, they're like, symptoms of arsenic poisoning. Yeah, dude. Let's see. Not to mention. Strychnine. Woman poisoned. <laughs> what? Is this woman married? Not she is married. How long has she been? 14 years? Oh, shit. We got to watch this guy. <laughs> Everybody watch this guy. In the meantime, you've got like a Fight Club kind of laundry list of things that you order too. Cause, well, I you know, know there's you make like soap. And I make soap and I make my own lotion. Oh my gosh, how terrible that so is! So it's like, funny. okay, this lady's running Fight Club, and, she, and her husband better watch out. So, Scooper Troopers, you know, I'm I'm about as healthy as I've been in a long time. So mm-hmm. just just keep that in mind, you know. But I don't have much of a life insurance policy, so mm-hmm. but you can help change that. Patreon Statcast. Become a litter mate for a dollar or become a scat cat for five dollars mm-hmm. or an inside scooper for ten dollars. And each of those have their own little perky perks. Yes. Uh, really, actually, litter mates get nothing. They just get our love. Well, they, well, and I, they and I, I just said, I love you, litter mates. Yes. And that's what you get. We love them. And I don't think that's very valuable, but you might. 
I don't know. His love is pretty valuable, you I guys. Don't, I wouldn't think so. I, Only it, my dog it, thinks it, so. It's kind of stinky sometimes. It is but. stinky love. <laughs> it is stinky love. All right. Well, that's it for us, you guys. This is a two-hour podcast. We didn't know it was going to be two hours. I had no idea. But, you know, it might not be two hours next time. It might be 19 hours next time. Yeah. All right. So thank you guys for listening to Scatcast Materials. Our mm-hmm. podcasts are out there. Every mm-hmm. Tuesday, we have the Scatcast Show. Every Wednesday, we have the Dipshit Files that you're listening to. Every Thursday, Dave and Angus do stuff, and it's always stupid. <laughs> well, we appreciate you. Patreon people, you can check out our uh, our Inside Scooper podcast. It mm-hmm. comes out every Monday. And then, of course, there's YouTube stuff, uh, which comes out really every Monday as well. Mm-hmm. Scatcast TV. It's Absolutely. once a week. And YouTube's mad at us or something. So we're kind of like tentative about YouTube. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're still trying to there. figure that out. I've got and so many videos I want to put up, but I, you know, whatever. They don't. And, you know, if you want to join us shit on box. Facebook, look for the, uh, the shitbox. The shitbox. If you go to shit Scatcast box. Podcast Facebook page, the shitbox is connected. And there's always cool stuff in there. But it's know? a very small group. We want to keep it nice and tight. You yeah. know, it's a it's a small group. We want to keep it. You know, if you're going to come in there and be like, I'm here to fuck <laughs> it up. I mean, you're more than welcome to. You'll, we'll see what happens. We have uh, there's a bunch of great people in there, there and is. it's funny and and so just, don't come in there with a sour ass attitude. Yeah. There are there are wonderful humans that live in our shit box, <laughs> and we want to. We love know, our turds. We want to keep. That's right. I'm a I'm a turd myself. <laughs> I spend a lot of time in there just sniffing. Just, yep. just looking around, sniffing. Oh my! I have problems. You do. Uh, people that are tuning in this, they're tuning like, into this just for true yeah. crime are like, I don't like that guy at all. I don't know all. if he's talking about that, sniffing turds. That what? lady, that lady knows her stuff, but that guy just interjects <laughs> the dumbest shit. The dumbest shit. Well, if you'd want to know why, check out every Tuesday Scottcast, mm. and that's why my brain works the way it does. Is mm-hmm. the first few minutes of that show every week. All right, yep. thank you. Insert guys. insert fart sound here. That's right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I've been the scriptkeeper, and I've been Mrs. Scriptkeeper. Mrs. Scriptkeeper, Mr. Scriptkeeper, Mrs. Scriptkeeper. Yes. Uh, we'll see you in the future. It'll seem like the present. <laughs> Bing, Bing bong. bong. <laughs>